Bad snap. Bobble oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, LSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, East Lansing, Ryan Collins, Trent Bally, Henry Menegos here with you with the Green and White Report every Sunday at 11 a.m. How are we doing, TB? Pretty good. I'm a little stressed out right now, but it's for the right reasons. We're, we're, we're all right. TB shipping off, middle of the show, going to Florida. Must be nice. Yeah. Flight got moved, 7 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's kind of a big switch, by the way. Yeah. And for them to do that the day before is a little weird. That is bizarre. But... We'll make it nonetheless, flying out of GR, going down to Naples, hanging out with the grandparents for a little while. So what's it called? What's your move in Florida? Are you like, oh, I want to see the sights, I want to go to the beach, get some sun, or like, I'm just not, I don't care about any of this? No, I, I love the beach. I love tropical drinks. I love the that sun. kind of stuff. I'm not you a see, huge you, seafood guy. You seem like a guy who lays out. I do. He's like, I, I, got the, I got the 8% tanning oil. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're going oh, yeah, to yeah, rip yeah. it out and get some sun. I of will. course. No, I love the sun. I love I love to lay out. I love to read. I love to listen to music on the beach. Okay. I'm a big, big, that, big... That was like, like a day in the life of Trump Alley right yeah, there. Yeah, lay out guy. I love laying out. I love I, vacation, man. I think it's, it's awesome. such a power move when people are just reading on the beach. I'm like, God, I wish I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time I see this, like, it's like a mom or something. You know, know what I mean? Like, just yeah. reading a book and laying out. I was like, they're getting better today. They I'm are. Not. Well, you can't do that, or what? What do you do? I just don't. I prefer not to read. When was the last book you read cover to cover? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I couldn't either, to be completely honest. Uh, I've read, like, the book of basketball, which doesn't Oh, really... Bill Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Hank, have you read any books recently? Uh, I, I started a couple. You know, I get on one of those kicks where, like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a book. Yeah, I'm, I do the same thing, and then but I like, never finish them. Yeah. A non-fiction book? When's the last, like, non... No, I mean, fiction book you read. Right. Yeah, no, I don't know. Probably Harry Potter what, in like fourth grade. Yeah, Harry Potter, shout out. That was, Are you guys like Game of Thrones people? So you go back and watch you watch Game of Thrones and then read the books? I never read the books. This The show was great. I never even watched it. Okay. But yeah, Master, Master Sunday, we got a lot to talk about. We'll have a buyer selling here. Sparty Awards about the worst sports jerseys. I have some inspirations for this Sparty Awards that we'll talk about later. Um, But first, TB, what made you mad? What made me mad this week? Um... Hmm. I got. I, I probably got. I, I just stay up too late. Well, well I know what, made you, what yeah. made you mad. Hank? They changed your. your, your well, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on that and no. complain. How? How about this? I. <laughs> I'm just mad that I don't ever go to bed early. I have terrible. Yeah, okay. I have terrible self discipline. I stayed up last night till four in the morning. Then I got to get up and come do the show, which I absolutely love. But it's just, you know, sometimes it's some some Sunday mornings are more of a struggle than others. Yeah, but I'm always blessed to be in this chair. TV, but but did, you know, it's yeah, it's all right. What's it called? Do you think I got Taco Bell last night? I'm gonna say you did. Yeah, I did. Okay, <laughs> I, yeah, I, that that didn't make me mad. That actually made me very happy. But yeah, there you go. Speaking of making late night horrible decisions, me ordering Taco Bell from DoorDash. It seems like every Saturday at this point. Um, <laughs> hey, you got to do it while you can, man. Hank, what made you mad? Um, not too much, but had I'd, a good week. I had a good week, yeah. Great. Love to hear that. I was back home with the family. Back oh, in yeah. the U- how was it? It was great. You know? How are how the alpaca? Or your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, sheep. They're having their lambs right now. So one was born Aww. on my birthday. So now I got like a little 
twin kind of thing. You cannot let that. Have you one... ever like birthed one? Like, have you been in like the process? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I ha- I know what you mean, and I have been there for a birth. Circle of life, man. Crazy. Yeah, that is crazy stuff. You cannot let anything happen to that lamb. By the yeah. way, no, yeah, it's my it's my boy now. Is it named Hank? It's named Peter Pan by my nephew. Oh, oh dude, you're yeah. very cute. My it's little very cute. yeah. Four-year-old nephew. I love Peter Pan. I was a Peter Pan guy. Yeah, so. Did you like Peter Pan? I did. Loved it. Captain Hook, too. Hook was a sick movie. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I played Peter Pan in a play when I was like, you have. Maybe you shouldn't say that. Hank, Hank, that is awesome. You have very Peter Pan vibes. You do, yeah. So Might be the hair. Hank is going to play Peter Pan. You know Peter Pan has red hair, doesn't he? I don't don't know. There's a picture of me. And I will say I bear a striking resemblance to Peter Pan in that picture. Very nice. Hank. Love to hear that. Yeah. So I thought I'd throw that out there today. Are but you I, still friends with the person who played Captain Hook, or did you guys kind of have a falling out? <laughs> no, we 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 overcame our differences. Oh, and, very good. Yeah. There you go. Love to hear that. But what's it called, Hank? I, Master Sunday. You know, me and the buddies go play golf yesterday, and I just no one made me mad. I was horrible. Where'd you play? Uh, Four Sacred Seas. Okay. I just. But the thing that was the most frustrating part of it is, like, I, I didn't expect much because I haven't touched the club in about, like, two or three months. Like, I haven't sworn. I haven't, like, hit the range. It's tough. Like, like, I'll figure it out when I get out there. That's usually the type of thing that I go by. Like, I'm like, I don't really want to play. And, like, because when I start playing, I want to play every day. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. it's no, an addiction. So I don't want to, like, start. And I go out there, first tee. I absolutely pipe a drive. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I, I don't even need the practice. <laughs> are you out there by yourself, by the way? Or are you? Are you? No, we we were doing like a uh, like a group then yesterday. Okay. So what's it called? I go out there, pipe the first drive. I'm like, oh my god, I'm dialed. I'm like, oh, I'm like, watch <laughs> out. You make, make par, almost make a birdie in the first hole, and then that's all 75 yards right. Can't get the ball off the ground. I'm like uh, my, with my irons, yeah. hitting all healy shot. I'm just like furious. So that made me mad this week. Now that I have to go to the range, it, it is go. really frustrating. So I was gonna. Are you when you first come out? Are you a guy that's you know you got the shanks or or you are you hooking bad? What's your what's your the vice? thing is if I'm hitting the ball right, it's a game over. Like I have no fix for that. If I'm hooking the ball, I can change that. Yeah. Okay. We're talking. We're getting in depth with my golf swing. I would love to. We're gonna yeah, break it down. Favorite, what's your favorite club? We're gonna break so, eight iron. Yeah, but this is gonna be a weekly question eight now iron. for the eight remaining. Eight I, weeks. I hit some nice sixty degree wedges yesterday. I will say that. Very nice. A little flop. A little flop eh, on the top. Front not of the yet. Green. I'm, a, I'm afraid to open up the face that much this early <laughs> in the season. To be honest. But yeah. Nice. Uh, first, we're gonna start off with the national title game that was on Monday. I know it was a, almost like a week ago. Out because they play the game on Monday for some reason. Yeah, it's like Super Bowl Sunday. Puts the Super Bowl on a Saturday. I don't know why people don't talk about it that much. The Super Bowl, like why? The, did, the, the thing is, is they'll never change that. it, but they they should. You know what I mean? Though yeah. I don't understand it. They're yep. like, why? Why don't they have work off on Monday? How about you schedule it on Saturday? Right. It's not. It's not. No one's gonna watch college basketball over the Super Bowl. Right. It's not your employer's fault. Yeah. It's it's the fact that the NCAA. It's not the NCAA. Well, it, whoever it is, what is it? TV? The NFL. Well, okay, I thought we were talking about national. The oh national yeah, the championship. national championship on a Monday night at nine thirty. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, it was super late. It too. was nine thirty. Yeah, unbelievable. I was like, "What are we doing here?" I remember, like, as a little kid, I wasn't able to stay up for the full game. That's asinine. Yeah, there's kids watching. People forget that. Right, but um, for the kids, man. Uh, I don't want the final in front of me, but Baylor just absolutely shellacks. Eighty-six yeah. to seventy. Gonzaga never even close. 
I mean, not Jer- literally never close. It was Jared nine Butler, zero. Mitchell. I mean, Fladler. I didn't say his name right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, I mean, they just didn't miss. I, they were like six for six from three at one point of the game. Were you surprised? No, you weren't I, surprised. I thought Baylor was on a win. And didn't you have some action? Yeah, I did have some action on Baylor. Right. It's just like a classic recipe for a team to win in March is having old guards, and there's a few outliers, but that's like. Necessarily, if you have an experienced point guard like a Butler or like they have Mitchell, they fly, they had like so many guys that to go get their own and trade yeah. for others. It's just I, it, time and time again, they just seem to be able to cut down the nuts. So I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that Gonzaga ended up losing because you know you and I have talked all year about how it's just and, and I got something on that later. I just I feel bad for the Zags. I don't. I just but do. But I was surprised. That it was Baylor that made them look like that, which sounds weird because they were the one and two team all year. Yeah. I just, I, I, never, I didn't buy the Baylor hype either. Like you can go pull the receipts on that. I just thought they were too like, I, I just couldn't see Baylor winning it. Like it yeah, didn't it seem is, right. In it my is head. bizarre, Baylor. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm. You mentioned everything right on the nose, perfect because Baylor just outplayed them. They played their best game, and even if Gonzaga plays their best game, it looked like, you know, Baylor at their best is a better team. And yeah, that was something that I don't think people really had. The guts to say all year, people don't really have the courage of their convictions to say all year because Gonzaga was the consensus number one all year. But man, I just feel bad for him. I'll say this: um, I feel like I don't feel bad for Gonzaga. Like, oh, the little—they're not the little guy. They're a national power. They draw the tournament but every I, single I year. I know they're not the little guy, but they, they get are... a top four seed every single year. I don't feel bad for them for not like living up to expectations that they have set. For themselves. I think the biggest thing, Collins, and, and you you talked about this on Multon Rundown, shameless plug, they need to get out of that conference. Well, I I'm, they're too good for that conference, and that is their undoing. That literally is their that is the, the only is, issue. It's like one of the smallest schools, I think, like yeah. almost in America. No, I right. So they can't yeah. do it really. But it's it is just dude, you can't tell me you're not at a disadvantage if you go two months of non competitive basketball. Well here's like, the thing, they did kind of dismantle some teams in the tournament though. I mean, they look great. Right, all but at the March. same time, like they were they, UCLA, it took a while. I, I, if that game goes to double O T, I think UCLA wins. Yes. So I'm yeah. I'm just like I don't know. Was UCLA yeah, really that, that good? I don't know. True. They were kind well, of a Cinderella team, but no, I know what you're saying. I, I they're never going to get out of that conference. I think that's been a debate that's been long. Whatever yeah. they play a ton of people in the non-conference, so it sort of makes up for that. But it's just it's just too long though. It's too long without playing a quality opponent. I think the story is more the fact that like the guys that drew Timmy and Kispert kind of came a pedestrian. Yeah, and get, to I mean, put it lightly, and yeah, Timmy got owned. He, I, I, I drew Timmy was probably the best player in the all tournament. I would say. Like consistently, yeah, I would agree. He would have been the tournament player of the year. I mean, a uh, player him uh, or Juzang, yeah. And he, they just threw him in a pick and roll all day, and it's like, okay, turnstile. Yeah. It was a basic human turnstile. So, and, and Mitchell's like, okay, I'll take two. But Butler's like, okay, dot one right in your eye, right? So, I, I mean, that, and, and I think it's interesting though for Gonzaga what they like because they're gonna be good next year. Yeah, Is Timmy's coming back. Um. They have a Nemhart will be back, who didn't have a great game either. You lose Kispert, Suggs, but I think you have IIE too coming back. I like they have a lot of dudes, so they'll be back. But Scott Drew at Baylor, like it, it, it's just so weird. Yeah, like it, it, it's one of the stories that no one ever talks about is the Baylor, like the 
coach blaming a kid getting murdered. Like, do you remember that? Have you ever heard that story? I have not. I don't want to like misremember it, but like go back to see like the situation that Scott Drew took over. Awful. Like not good at all. One of the best like, rebuilds of a program ever. I I just still surprised Indiana didn't try and make a play for him. Uh, yeah, what, Mike Woodson. Wow. I don't want to spend too no, much time I, on that. But, no, we don't have yeah, to. We're but not, Dane Fife actually leaving Michigan State. We well, should probably. Yeah, I'm yeah, interested. That's a big loss. It, it is. I, I'm actually interested to see who Michigan State fill, like brings in to fill in their assistant coach vacancy. Also, shout out to Drew Valentine. Yeah. Getting the Loyola Chicago job. That's Oakland, pretty awesome. Oakland guy. Coach o- Drew OU. Oh, it's LU now. Yeah, Coach Drew LU. Dude. Tell- I guess it's been LU for a little while, but now he's officially the head coach. But I know. That's a good. I, I mean, I like that hire for Loyola Chicago. He's 30 not, years right? old. I know. That's so young. I know. It's like if you hit on that, you're going to be great for the next 20 years. Well, I hope leave. Yeah. That, that's like I one of those. Things. I don't know if I would ever hire someone that would leave. Like you'd never hire someone super young because they're they're going to be out. It's not even that. I just like as a, like an AD, and I like I feel like I'd be so stubborn. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like I have to stay <laughs> at this be. job. So this, know what I mean? Yeah, right. I'm like, come on, well, dude. Just to bring it back to the national championship, yeah, sorry, real quick. No, that's okay. We, we that's what we do. It's all right. Um, I I just the reason that I feel so bad for Gonzaga, and I want your guys' thoughts. I kind of know where Collins is going to go with this because we've had this conversation already, but. Gonzaga's been nothing but a classy mid-major for 30 years. They've been a, They're not they, a mid-major anymore. They've been though. they've been I know, but like they they are in the sense of everything that we just talked about in terms of like their schedule. Yes, they play a good non-conference, but then they sleepwalk for 2 months and it's fine because they win every game by 20 and 30 points and their biggest com- their biggest uh competition is BYU or St. Mary's or something like that. So it's like and, and, and Collins, you're right, it's a different conversation, like get out of the conference, but they can't, blah, 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 whatever. Mark Few deserves a championship because that program has been, like, he, he, I mean, he made it what it is, obviously, and they're everything that a blue blood is except a banner. Like, they don't have a banner, and this was by far the best team ever, and, you know, yes, they've made it to the final before, you know, just a couple years ago against North Carolina, but it's like, they're a consistently a one through four seed every single year, and they never get it done. And I just feel a little bad because you watch Mark Few on SVP late night, uh, you know, leading up to the national championship game, and he's talking about how he dreams about winning a title. And he's one of the greatest. He's probably the greatest college coach to not win one. Him or you know Matt Painter, the Matt Painter. Who's the Purdue? Well, I mean, right now, oh Gene like, Katie, but the best coach right now that doesn't have one. Uh, you know, Scott Drew is up there too. Honestly, trying to think. It's actually a de- decent question. I, I don't. Know. I mean, there's a lot of like good coaches, but like accomplished right. coaches. Accomplished coach, like He's Mark probably Few, top dude. of the list, top of the list. So that's 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 my basis. That's my basis for feeling bad for Gonzaga, guy. and I, I I am, and I'm happy for Baylor because I got no reason not to like Baylor. Right, that's their first I title. Love that like, good team. for them. That team's gonna live for. Like we're gonna remember that team forever. That's just scary. Thing, that's why it's. I I found it very weird because Baylor wanted kind of like. Remember Don Zadio losing their undefeated season? I like. No, I'm going to remember Baylor. I don't think that's going to be the general conception. I don't know, but it, like that Baylor team was much better than Don Zadio, and I know they played out of their mind. I don't think anyone in the world could have beat them that like any yeah. college basketball team. But like that Baylor team is a historically great like team, and they're just not going to be talked about like the way that right. Well, a, like, like, a Villa, like a Villanova in 2016 and a UNC in 09. I just feel like they're not going to get the due they did, like just deserve. 
Well, it's like you said. I mean, when you got the senior guard play like that, they they came out of the gate. Just well, all- they're not even seniors. They're like junior, all of them. Well, they okay, still, the veteran guard play. Yeah. yeah, that's veteran guard play. It, it just seemed like Gonzaga was shell-shocked almost in the moment, um, just completely flustered. And Baylor was out there just going for the throat, you know? Well, uh, and my mom, as she listens to the show, likes to chip in. She goes, the Chip and JoJo effect, if anyone watches Fitz or Upper. They live in Waco. Can you please fill me in on that? Have you never watched Fitz I, or No, Upper? I haven't, but they're I really... are huge Baylor fans. Huge I'm, Baylor fans. Are they really? Yeah. Oh. Live okay. and die. Thank Bears. you, Mrs. Collins. I really wanted to understand the reference. That's why I need Fitz a little context. Have you not, do you not watch HGTV? Uh, occasionally. I watched Design Star. That was my favorite show for a very long time. They always bring him on a college game day, too. Like, every single time. Yeah. Every Let's time bring Chip and JoJo out. They have, like, ten <laughs> kids now. Okay. They, have, they have, like, a kid every other year. I'm like, how old are these people? And, <laughs> and they're Baylor fans. That live and die. They so good for like, them. Chip they, and JoJo? They, yeah, they like, run the, they, like, run the city of Waco. All right, shout out to them. I love Fitz. I love HGTV. I hate DIY, DIY Network, though. Do you like the Food Network? Love the Food Network. Okay. What's Everywhere, better, HGTV or the Food Network? Depends. HGTV is like very. There's shows on HGTV I hate, so I'm gonna go with Food Network. I like every show on the Food Network. <laughs> okay, okay. But me watching House Hunters International is like me like wanting to throw a brick through my TV. Okay, I see. Or watching like, I'm like, why are they gonna take this house in a residential area when they both live in the city? Like I like in Love It or List It that literally I've I've talked about Love It or List It on the show before like multiple times I think Love It or List It's pretty solid I hate that show you don't like it <laughs> they're like yeah, Hillary's not giving us what she wants I'm like sorry there's mold in your house it's not her right, fault okay, she's got to like fits the like asbestos in the ceiling yeah that's true I, I, I've, talked I about, just, I've talked about this a million times I know I've talked about this on the air I just like the concept of that show. It is. It's a good concept. I don't like the real estate agent. He, he's trying to full pull fast one yeah, at gotta, all times. Gotta have a new one. Whatever. We yeah, can whatever. we can stop talking about HGTV and we I can love it. But Hank, do you feel bad? Do you feel any like uh, sympathy for Gonzaga? I uh, I don't know if sympathy is the right word. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I I mean I. You, you definitely think that they're a team that's got to win one though. I mean I like your argument. Mark Few is a great coach. Obviously the past however many years. Yeah. Um, and then they had a couple heartbreakers with uh, that UNC game a couple of years ago, and I think the question is like, would you rather? Would you rather? Uh, I don't know how to describe this. Like a well, Michigan try your State, best. a Michigan State like 2015 scenario. Your team kind of struggles throughout the year, or like a UCLA, and they get hot, they make the Final Four, and you're like, yeah. oh, that was awesome. Or would you rather be like Gonzaga, who goes all the way to the title game, goes thirty and zero, and then loses in the title game? You, you like you have that year. But it's, it's you have that year on your like like resume or Mark View's resume, where it's like, wow, one of the best teams in college basketball history in the regular season, right? Or would you rather have like, wow, that was a great run? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I think because I'll take 2015 the, because, like, me too. You you miss your expectations, but. The reaction is that different. That sucks, dude. To at, lose after you're undefeated. Yeah, I know. And at the end of the season, too, like Ugh. in the national championship. And the thing is, is like when that happens, you are just devastated and, and angry because the team didn't get it done. The other option, like you mentioned, Collins, UCLA this year, Michigan State in 2015 going to the Final Four as a seven seed. Their best player is Travis Trice. Like, Dope. that is... That team loses to Duke, a very good Duke team who's clearly better than Michigan State, and then you are just 
proud of the team and you're you're happy and satisfied with another Final Four banner because that team wasn't supposed to get there. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's a completely different feeling. So you don't leave the season with any like regret, remorse. You got you, you got nothing. You're just happy and content. Whereas with Gonzaga, dude, I. I just feel bad for them. Yeah. I, they're still hurting. It's a week later, and they're st- they're, they're fans and they're yeah. alumni and the players, obviously, and Mark Few. Like, oh, here we go. We got to do another season, it's and, and, and it's gonna be we're gonna be getting all this love for being undefeated halfway through February, and it's still gonna be like, gotta get it done in the tournament. What was your biggest surprise takeaway from this year's tourney? Hmm. And then, uh, Illinois as we wrap it has up. to be Illinois. You were that. So I, I, I we was were on, because I, we pin, I that might have been just me. Pat, you you, Pat, you were you were spot on with that. that. You I, were spot on with that because you basically talked wh- about why, how. Why were you surprised? Well, for one, I, okay, actually, I, I'm going to say the Big Ten in general. You did you think it was? I a know that was a, admiration. Is I think it was the same a, thing. It, I think I, that that those two words definitely mean that, the same. Here's thing. what I think it was, and and I know that. Eric Bach had some choice words for people with these opinions last week yeah. when he was filling in. But my opinion is that I think the Big Ten was just physical, beat up on each other all season, and when it got time to like peak at the right time, all the everyone's kind of out of gas. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's a huge excuse, but dude, when every team flames out like that, there's got to be some kind of common denominator, like. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Big Ten was talked about all season, and I'll, I'll agree with you. I think the Big 12 is more top-heavy, but from top to bottom, the Big Ten was the best conference. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's really close either. Like The Big 12 had Baylor and Texas and Texas Tech and, they, and Kansas. They got the heavy hitters, but then like th- they didn't do great either. Baylor won it, but yeah. like you know, Texas Tech flamed out, and 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 you know, Texas flamed. Texas lost in the first round, so I think it's a little. It got overblown, but so I was surprised that the Big Ten didn't really do well, that well. And Illinois in particular, just because that was my champion, and we talk about the you know the guard leadership, and they had Io, who was a Player of the Year candidate, didn't win it, but you know Kofi Coburn, Brad Underwood, Trent Frazier, they had the makings to do it, and they lost in the second round, which was a ridiculous matchup, by the way, and it was a, a, a TV money I, grab, whatever. and I talked about that when it happened. But Collins, what was your biggest surprise? I, I keeping on that. The Big Ten topic, I, like, I think the problem was everyone kind of just overrated, like the top, like Ohio State, Purdue, and to be fair, I thought Purdue was a, a legit team. I actually really liked Purdue coming so into the tournament, yeah. but I thought Ohio State, Iowa, and who did I say? Who did I was talking about? The other two seed, Iowa, Ohio State. But that's it. Yeah, the, I, I, then, think they, I just think they overrated that little tier. I thought Michigan and, and, and Illinois were legit, like, one seeds. You're like, okay, like, these teams should cut down the nuts, I yeah. think. Like, they could get to the Final Four, and they both didn't, and, and both in very disappointing ways. But I, I, I genuinely wasn't shocked by, like, oh, Purdue has no guard play. They, they, they can't handle, like, a moment where yeah. they're down one with, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. Right, yeah. And, oh, Ohio State? Like not great guard play, like it's just a, and you're playing Gosh, a guy. That was like, a flame out. I mean, I mean to be fair, Oral Roberts was like good. That was they were not a 15 seed, right? They just weren't. So I mean, that was a tough matchup, but I mean, still you got to beat Oral Roberts, like you just do. It is, it is what it is. But um, I was I I I don't think that was the biggest surprise of the tournament. I, I mean, other than that, Michigan loss at UCLA was shocking. I think that, like as a like one game, I think that's. That's a game I think Michigan fans are going to be looking back at for the next 20 years. 
the, the, just the, not, not being able to score points, man. I think it's just one of the worst losses in Michigan basketball history. It it is. Right, I, it has to be. No, I mean Get, they've lost the national title games. I, I think four times. So I, I I'm not gonna go that far, but like it's just a horrible loss because they should have beat UCLA. Yeah. Like you have to beat UCLA there. And I I'm I'm I don't want to go down this. We no no hole. we don't need to do this because I I already know what I'm gonna hear. It's like, oh Michigan State students being slapped. No, I I think every single Michigan fan would be like this loss. Stunk. It was a really nice season. Yeah. And Juwan, like, and it's like the program's going in the right direction, but we have to win that game. Well, this that's kind of why I subscribe to the that the thought that it's not so much the they big had ten, to win that game. It's not so much the Big Ten's underperforming or the Big 12's underperforming. To me, it's more about the Pac-12 overperforming. Yeah, I was. That's a good point. The thing about the Pac-12 is I say this all the time because I watch a lot of Pac-12 hoops. Is there's talent in that league. Like, a lot of it. Yeah. It's just, for some reason, and obviously they're not going to get the media attention because who's watching, like, a game that's going on in Boulder, Colorado at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday, like, on a right. Thursday night. Like, that people got better things to do. I understand that. And they got talent, but I think this was the first year where I was like, oh, there's actually some decent coaches in the Pat 12. Like, Dana Altman, I'm like, oh, he's a good coach every year. Other than that, I'm like, who knows? I mean, Sean Miller like is a show job. By the way, Sean Miller got fired. I feel like that went under the radar. Yeah, that did because they were. Gosh, there was some shady stuff going on in Arizona. Well, I mean, the last he's a bad years. man. He's a yeah, bad man. You just don't. He gives people the bad, which I respect. But <laughs> then, talking about the Pat Twelve didn't back to what Haynes said. It was surprising, but it's like I think people like who haven't watched Pat Twelve don't realize how much talent that conference has. Yeah. Like, well, I, but honestly, when you look at the the landscape of the Big Twelve and, and the Big yeah, Ten, no, no, for sure, those, right. those teams were like they look tough all year. I mean, yes, and the, looking at the Big Twelve too. Um, I mean, it, I I thought the Big Twelve was just like Baylor and everyone else. Yeah, I thought Texas could have been, made a like a little run, but I mean they flamed out first round. And Texas, got, that Texas Tech Arkansas was like the worst best game I've watched probably of the tournament. Where it was just like a yeah. horrible game, but it was like really tight and close at the end. But um, I don't know. Well, that's a good point. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm coming I think from was too. The general biggest surprise, I think, other than the Big Ten falling flat on his face. Um, other than that, I mean, my biggest surprise was just how like real and authentic it felt. Okay, that's a good one. Because yeah, yeah that's true. And, and I know we haven't had the tournament in a year, and everyone was craving it, but like. I felt like all year watching basketball, especially I think college basketball is the worst, where the states just felt way lower. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're like, this is a this is different because so, yeah, it's a different co- year. Yeah, because college basketball is about like you go with the crazy hostile environments. You're doing this and that. The tournament felt real, like it, it really. And I know they had some fans in there and stuff like that, but like, and, and I understand most of these games are neutral sites, regardless. But, like, the first two rounds, I I mean, that North Texas game when they're showing the kid's dad, like, getting fired up, he's got that sweet shirt on. I was like, wow, this is March Madness again. This is awesome. Other than the weird, like, Tuesday, Thursday, like, the way they were doing it, and I think they'll get back to their original formula next year, hopefully, because Jeez, the yeah. scheduling this year is just bizarre. Dude, you need that Thursday. You need the Thursday. I'm that, not, that first Thursday is so good. Yes. You it's need all, it. It's it's. Overpowered. It's the best day of the year. It's that and like what today's a top five day of the year, usually Master Sunday for me at least. I think yeah, TV fair. would disagree. So would opening day. This is we kind of pat that is like 
Having a spring birthday is fantastic <laughs> because you get your birthday and you're like, then we got March Madness, then we got opening day, then right. we got the Masters, then we got to play actual golf. It's fantastic. But Line them up. I was just actually shocked how, like, I was like, at high states. Like, this is not, I don't think people are going to put an asterisk on Baylor's title. Not at all. I, think I haven't heard are, anyone even do that yet. So. I think, I, like, and you hear that with the Lakers. You yeah, hear for that, sure. You hear that with the Dodgers. And it's not like their season wasn't affected by COVID like those seasons. Know what I mean? For so sure. I, I, I was just genuinely surprised how authentic and real and like at when I hear at the end of one shining moment, I was like, that was a good tournament. That did was you, a fantastic. Did you like the one shining moment? Yeah, I like it every year. I, try, I, I, I know, I, I know you love too. it, but that, I guess try every single year. <laughs> I guess I would think this. I I was expecting you to maybe. Like, are you critical of it some years? Because you love um, it so much that sometimes I'm sure you don't, you're not impressed with the video. Well, there was one year where they tried to get cute and they removed Luther Vandross. Oh, no. And it was a like Jennifer Hudson and yeah. it just okay. stunk. Yeah. And Jennifer. Love Jay Hud. Love her. Big American Idol guy yeah. right here. Love it. I killed that game. Do you remember the video game, American Idol video game? No. Me and my buddy always talked about it. My go to song was Unfaithful by Rihanna, but that's a different story. So you had to actually sing? Yeah, it's awesome. And it's like Simon, Paula, and like Randy are just like, it's like, it's like Paula's like, we really love you, honey, but like, uh, we can't move you on to Hollywood. Paula Abdul? Yeah. Oh, I loved out. I loved American Idol. What a, I could talk American Idol for four hours. Wait, that should be a Sparty Awards next week. American Idol contestants that you loved? Yeah. Who's your number one? I, 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 I don't know. I didn't watch it that much. I'd have uh, to go back and dig Hank, a little bit. Hank was an American Idol guy, right? I yeah, I was, but I don't remember. Like, you don't anybody. remember anyone? No. I remember the- you weren't a Fantasia guy? You weren't a Ruben Stutter guy? You didn't like Clay Aiken? Didn't like David Archuleta? David Clay Cook? Aiken's kind of fire. Stop Allen, it. Stop it. Elliot Yaman? Oh, Clay- come on. Clay Aiken's kind of fire. How are you pulling all these names out right now? This is incredible. Because Collins It, it was appointment TV. <laughs> appointment TV. I, it, was, it, was a, it was a national, like, it was... I don't know when it was. Was it on like Tuesdays, maybe? That sounds or, right. Middle of the week. Was it yeah. every Tuesday? Said, Can you play their theme song, Hank? Can you like find <laughs> yeah, it? It's I'll so fire. It. But, anyways, you were talking about how J HUD did the one shining moment yeah. one year and you didn't like it. And it was a year Michigan State made the Final Four, so I was so disappointed. It was like, I think 2010. It was like the. It just was off. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't have the same oomph. And I think in 2003, they went to Luther Vandross, and it's just. It's a great song. Yeah. Like, I listened to the song just walking to, like, work. I was like, I, I like this song. I like the, yeah. uh, but, like, I don't know why. You think I'm pretty, I, there's some that are better than other ones. No, that I was is just, I, I, I feel like when you love something so much and your expectations are so high, then you're, you're, you're just due for a letdown every now and then. Like, oh, that wasn't that great of a one-shining moment this year. As long as Luther Vandross is on the track, I'm more than happy. Okay, okay. That's pretty good. Shout out to CBS too. They always do a great job. I love Jim Nance. Do you? I love Jim Nance. Jim Nance has to be the richest man in America. Yeah, he's privately doing the Capital One commercials now. Dude, he works every day of the year. Yep. He's every doing day the Masters of the year. today, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he does like all CBS's draft stuff. He's he does the Super Bowl every four years. Yeah, but he, he's working every Sunday. Know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he does like college basketball. It's always weird that they're like, okay. Jim, you got nine jobs. We don't want to yeah. hand the baton to one of the things. He's like, okay, cool. He's done it all. I know. I like Jim Nance. Do we have the American Idol theme song, Hank? <laughs> yup. Here we go. <laughs> this was a absolute phenomenon. No, no, it was. It got you so fired up. You're like, uh huh. That you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Ryan Seacrest. Do you like Ryan? Se- I like Ryan Seacrest. He's all right. 
Okay. I, yeah, was, you can I, turn I, it off I was a big Carson Daly guy. I watched The Voice. I did watch this The Voice. This is The Voice. I don't, I'm not the biggest Voice guy. I'm not not anymore, but I was back then when it first started. Trevin Hunt. Everyone go check him out if you want. Very good singer. Didn't win. Got fourth place. It was asinine. He deserved to win. <laughs> It, we actually might be able to do a segment like that. But <laughs> best, I, I, best reality show like contestants. I, well, that's my. I honestly should be. I think my dream job, if I don't like make it in sports radio, is going to be like a producer on a reality show. Yes, it's my dream. Okay, you would it's kill a, that. It's, it's gonna be like, or just like it's like okay, listen to this. We're gonna have him on a date at a putt course. Her at shows. It's just yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You just set it all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, listen to that. It's so like, you want to work for The Bachelor is what you're saying. No. Eh. Or like Love the Island. Bachelor, the Bachelor's a little bit too tan. Like, I want to like MTV. Love Island. No, I want some. I, I've never watched Love Island. I hear it's very you good. You would like it. But I, I want to be like flavor of love VH1 type of like yeah, reality like, TV. Like, I want to work at like one of those shows. reality TV. Well, it's not. A, I mean, or Rock to, I mean, Rock to Love was a phenomenon. It's like, get off the tour bus. That was like, the, I, I mean, that was unbelievable. Was that Brett Michaels? Yeah, shut up, Brett Michaels. I'm seeing Brett Michaels this summer, by the way. Rock, rock. In, in, indirectly, I'm going I'm going to rock see Molly Crew, so and Poison happens to be opening for them, so I'm excited. Okay. Brett Michaels. Is everyone alive in Motley Crew? Yep. That's All shocking. four of them. That's, That's why I got to see them now, because I might not, you know, whatever. That's shocking. Okay, this is going off the rails, but we're going to take a quick little break. After the break, Sparty Awards, worse jerseys. Back here and the Green and White Report, 11.35, and it's time for the Sparty Awards, TV. And, and, and me, I got, what, four more shows left of the Green and White Report? And yeah. me and Trent, to say our preparation is light is maybe yeah. overstating it at this point, but just, we get in here, we get in the groove, we're fine. Yeah. But we're trying to decide what Sparty Awards topics we should do, and Trent's like, we only got four more shows. We got we got yeah. we got to have good ones. So I, I worst sports uniforms. I think like everyone has their least favorite, and this is maybe one of the most controversial ones we've done. Because yeah, I, oh yeah, I, this is gonna be great. I, I mean, one man's what is it? One man's trash is another man's treasure. There you go. That's why Trent's our call. That's why. <laughs> there you go. And that, that's why Hank's our producer right there. What? Thank you, Hank. What year was it where it's like, okay, we're gonna put air horns in every single song? It had to be like 2012. I feel like I feel like no, the, it was before that. Was 20, it 2008? I was gonna say it's gotta be like early. DJ Khaled. Yeah, DJ Khaled <laughs> and like it's like yeah. whenever I like I like associate <laughs> like LeBron going to Miami and then the air horn. I don't yeah. know why it is. It's just like in my brain. I'm like, hey, that was 2010. I know that's what I'm saying. It was probably around right then. Okay. But, TV. Shout out Waka Flocka Flame. I, I'm interested to see what Hank says. And by the way, when you do, do we do uniform or jersey? Is um, there, I, I, okay, you, uniform, but you know, the jersey is obviously a huge part yes, of that. So that, that's a huge yeah. selling point, but uh, go first. We'll, TV. we'll go and uniform. This is this to be historical, right. any jersey ever, or just one year, like this year, like you're like, oh my God, what is, what is Baylor right. wearing? Like, know what I mean? Yes. Something like that. Um, I, I, oh, oh, thanks, Hank. Did we get a new one yet or no? Got about the trumpet fanfare. No, I'm just gonna do that for now. Oh, oh that's like that. that's perfect. Well, well, I stepped on Hane's toes. There. We gotta get the people's. We gotta get people's attention. <laughs> yeah, Sparty words. <laughs> They're all doing whatever. They gotta, like, you know, get them back. Gotta get them back clocked yeah, in. The you trumpets, know? man. Yeah, I, I like it. Gotta get the ratings up. Nielsen, is that is that <laughs> what the radio is? Is <laughs> radio? The... I know that's TV ratings. I oh, I don't know what the what the ratings are. That's a good point. What the name of it is? Yeah, it might be Nielsen. 
Dude, I would, I, another dream thing. I would love to have a Nielsen box. You get paid to watch TV. Sounds like my dream, but okay, continue. <laughs> well, there you, um, okay. My sorry, first pick. Sorry, sorry. I feel like this is like a draft. Like I got to take one of the really bad ones because you might say one. Yeah, let's so see I, I, I got to go. I'm, dude, the Green Bay Packers throwbacks, the dark blue and yellow. Yeah, they Those horrible. are ridiculous because they don't make any sense. Like, <clears throat> like what, what is that jersey? Are you disagreeing with no, that? No, that's like a. Because we're doing like a bad thing, so I'm saying yeah, like, yeah he's they agreeing suck. by by doing the eh. so yeah. Uh, so I don't want to do air horn. No, no, I hear you. I, <laughs> air horn. The thing gets about a little they are very. I don't think they ever wore Dude, those. They're terrible, and and like Aaron Rodgers also just looks so bad in them too. Like <laughs> you know, for for a good looking guy, like he looks so bad oh, in that man. jersey, and it just it it looks uncomfortable. They it's a little like circle the size of a personal pizza yeah. on the front with the what number in the. It's like what are we doing? I, I I can't believe I just said we with the Green Bay Packers, but yeah, that jersey's ugly. I almost just went with their regular <clears throat> jersey. I, that would have been a biased take. Yeah, though. for sure. That's why I had to pick something a little worse, it's which is like, undoubtedly. Yeah, I'm like, the, no, it's ugly. Jersey, Michigan. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. No, dude. It, it, for real though, the green and yellow don't go well together. I don't think ever, ever. So you know, shout out Wayne State. Love Wayne State. I don't think their colors are that. Don't great. love the so, Warriors. Don't love the Warriors. Baylor kind of pulls it off. I don't mind Baylor. I dude, yeah, Baylor's, it, it's Baylor's gray jerseys in the championship game were clean. They were, yeah. they were. Baylor's a little different for me because they it's a bit they more got gold. like a neon yellow with like a. I hate those jerseys. With like a lighter, I don't know. They, they've got a they've got a variety they of green. Like, yeah, they like you know? mix it in. They mix it in. Something the Packers, it. the Packers throwbacks that are dark blue and yellow stink. Yeah. Collins, okay. what is your first pick? Okay, I'm gonna go with like a classic, and this is like very random. By the way, me and my roommate Danny talked about this. Maybe every day. Just talk about your, like every time you say, you see those? Stink. Oh, you see those? These are sick. Me and Danny talked about this all the time. Shout out Danny. Probably not listening. Shout out Danny. Definitely not up, knowing him. But um, <laughs> um, the Philadelphia Flyers have the worst jerseys in hockey, and I don't think it's even remotely close. I don't know what they're doing. What is their sleeve? Yeah, I couldn't tell you a worse one. And they stink. Granted, I'm not a big hockey guy, but I just know I know what you mean. You know what? Like It's yeah. just like there's so much going on with the sleeve. I don't too like much, the socks. Too much going on. And especially with the hockey, and, and this is on my honorable mentions. I'm not going to mention them. I don't know if you'll take them, so I won't just say do it, until just do I, it. But I, I, Boston Bruins are kind of like this too, where they have horrible socks. Yeah. Like their socks don't match, so I... I it's This sounds technical, it but it, it it, especially in hockey where I think like... They're probably generally the strongest jerseys. Like consistently, you're like, "Ooh, nice sweater right there. I like that." Yeah, the socks matter. Like you need some match. Like it, 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 like and add some continuity to the jersey. So I, I fl- the Flyers one, I despise. I don't know if that's controversial though. I feel like everyone doesn't like the Flyers jerseys. Yeah, they're not great. They kind of, see the the problem with a I team like them. the Flyers is like when you have good colors like that, like orange and black is fire. And, and so you, the Flyers is a sick name. Yeah, right. It's great great logo. Better. Come great up with logo. something better. All right. Um, my second pick. I I could just say in general the entire NBA City Edition like it, it's just terrible now. Like, you don't, I don't like them? No, dude. They're going away from everything that's holy in terms of NBA jerseys. Like. So my pick is the Milwaukee Bucks, the blue ones. Like that is not one of their colors. Do you know what I'm talking about? The light blue ones. Yeah. And they've got all the weird stuff going. No love for Wisconsin, by the way, from me early on here. But 
I just don't think those are good. I don't think Which any ones? of the NBA City Edition ones are good. The, like the Rockets have a blue jersey now. Those are sick, though. I like those. Yeah, I'm, but they don't make sense. Like, what if the Pistons okay. just came yeah, out with a yeah, green jersey? Do. Yeah, they do. I think a lot of them do. They have some sort of meaning. I just love how they made the Pistons ones. We're like, we're not even going to try. Yeah, yeah. No, I kind of respect them for that because they're like, you know what? This is dumb. This is a money grab. This is stupid. You this- respect the Pistons. We're just like, we're not even going to try and make cool jerseys. Classic home and away. Oh my god. Get it done. The piss. By the way, I, I I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this. And I know what you're going to say. I think the red Pistons jerseys are overrated. Like. They were I, a cool no, I, alternate, but people act like it's ridiculous that they don't still wear them, and it's like they. Well, they, I think the the Pistons. I'm gonna, my Nets wants a Pistons jersey, and I think this is ended okay. the conversation flowing a little. Okay, bit okay. The red jersey, I actually kind of like that. T- the red jersey was fire when it first came out. I remember for Christmas, my mom got me a red Chauncey Billups jersey with the red shorts. I was probably in tears because I was so in love with Chauncey <laughs> Billups at that point in my life. Nice. Uh, um. But, like, I also got a J.J. Reddit jersey that year with full shorts. A Duke one. It was awesome. Oh, nice. I went to, like, basketball camp, back-to-back days. So I would have a full Chauncey JJ. jersey. And then a, I remember going into the, the camp, guys, and why do you have, like, what? You like Duke? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just a huge J.J. Reddit guy. He's like, oh, okay, you are seven years old. It's kind of bizarre that you yeah. know who J.J. Reddit is. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I just, I, I'm just like, yeah, I love Big Monday. Tune in to Mike Patrick, Dit Vitale, in Cameron every Monday night. But um, Sharpshooter. The red ones are like the white numbers don't really work. Yeah, that's what I mean. It just doesn't like looking look... back at it now. But I the thing about the Pistons is red is such a big proponent of their jerseys. Yeah, they need a red alternate. I like the ones they had last year. The oh, Motor City the, ones. the ones that looked like Barcelona. Those were good. I didn't. Everyone like was like these are we. I just like no. I, I liked them. them. I liked them, them a too. lot. They're not a jersey like they were a good uniform, yeah. not a great jersey to buy. Agree. But my next one is a jersey that people like popularize for some reason. It's a teal piston jersey. Yeah, I no, despise I, I, it. I almost put that on here, honestly. I don't know what happened where everyone like at, in like 2015 said, "You know what? These are sick now." Yeah, dude. I don't know it's why. A, I don't know a, what they were thinking way back then. Well, the logo was awesome. Yeah, but no, the, the logo is great. It's sick. Like, the Pistons logo that they made for those teal jerseys were really, really cool. Because then they kept it for the 04 team. They just yeah. changed it to blue and red. Yeah, but, like, it absolutely stinks, the Dude, teal ones. Yeah. And so do the red ones. The white ones are fine. Like I can, I, I The white's can, fine because the teal's an accent yeah. color. It's not, like, in your face. It's just a color stink. I don't know why anyone loves, like, those, like, has an affinity for them. And they weren't that good. It's like Grant Hill was awesome for them, like yeah. whatever. But like they really, I think the highlight of those are like Joe Dumars and Grant Hill losing to the Miami Heat in like the yeah. first round of the playoffs. Like, know what I mean? Like, right. I I don't know. I just don't like them. And I, the thing about them that is weird is just I think the jersey, like the concept, the numbers are fire. It just has one of the worst colorways ever. Dude, I'm looking at these and I kind of like them. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I don't know what happened where everyone like turned the page. Was like, know what? Well, I, said I need a Christian Leitner teal Pistons jersey. You know, know how, <laughs> I actually kind of want one to be honest. I want a Kenny Smith one. Kenny Smith played for the Pistons. Did, Did you know he? That? Yeah. When the teal era one one season, but he only played like six games. There's definitely not a Kenny Smith teal yeah, no, jersey. There, there, you'd never be able to find one. Wait, is this a is this a horse? Yeah. On the, yes. Have you never seen him? Hey? I'm looking at him right. What is a, what is why is, is it a horse? This is a piston. The piston. Horsepower. Horsepower is... Pistons is a fire name, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's a, it, we, we don't appreciate that enough, I feel like. Well, we do, but we don't talk about it enough. Pistons and Red Wings, two fire names. But that yeah, I, cool. I just... I, I don't like the teal jersey, and I know 
I'm in the minority now. It used to be the complete opposite. Everyone I don't know hated when, it, him. Yeah, I don't know when it shifted, but everyone on Twitter is like, bring the T.O. bad, bring the T.O. bad. I'm like, no, please yeah, no. They're not How good. about you bring the Bad Boy era jerseys back? How about you bring Dude, the Greg yes. Kelser shocked ones back? Can you bring some jerseys? Yeah, the Greg Kelser shot. That's awesome. The Greg Kelser shocked ones, like, I think I've had two different roommates who's like, it, once those shorts go on sale, buying. Yeah. Like, it's immediate purchase. Yeah, th- th- that's that's great. If we were doing best uniforms, that might make an that, appearance. That is, when they wore those on, like, Christmas, and that's, like, the San Antonio Spurs in, like, 08, I was like, I was like, I need one. Need one. Gotta have it. Okay, next um, one for you. I guess my next one is the Pittsburgh Steelers Bumblebee jerseys. And, again, I think I might be in the minority on this You're, one. Are mm-hmm. you sticking with alternates? No, like, regular jerseys that you just despise, or is that? Well, I, I, I guess so far, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, but. I, I, I hate the Bumblebee jerseys. Did they get now, maybe, rid of them? I think they stopped wearing I, I, them. Yeah, I don't think they wear them anymore, but they did for a while. Like I, I saw the Lions play the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and they wore those. And I think since then, I've just been like, those are disgusting. Like, Big Ben it, looks it's, huge in one of those. Dude, it just... Those <laughs> he looks so bad in them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's appalling when he puts those jerseys those on. Those jerseys make no sense. And Le'Veon, Le'Veon didn't look good in them either when he used to it's, be there. I don't the, know. I, I don't... It's impossible to look good in that jersey, man. I don't the get it. The yeah, socks make true. him so bad. Yeah, everything about it is terrible. Let's do a white box that looks like someone stapled a piece of paper to your jersey with your number on it. There's like some throwbacks from like, ooh, that'd be like Michigan State has like the 1988 Rose Bowl like throwback. Yeah, like, those are fire. I, like I think it would be sick if they like decided like, hey guys, we're gonna like have light green Kelly Green Michigan State alternates. I'd be like, that's awesome. Yeah, but if they're like, you know what, guys, we're gonna go like. There are jerseys we wore in 1910 that looked like uh, I made them. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like, yep. I, some throwbacks don't need to be made throwbacks, and that's like the perfect example is that Bumblebee. Agree. The, they're that hard was to just, look it was at. just not good. I'm looking at images right now. Like, I, like watching a football game with, with this team would be hard to look at. Yeah, it's like an eyesore. It's like a. It's like your eyes. Yeah. Big Ben sitting back in the pocket looking for receivers, it's probably just blinding himself. Right. How do you wear something so asinine when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers? That's yeah. the thing too. They can get away with it because they're the Steelers. Like if 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 the Jaguars were wearing that or something, right. or the Lions, it wouldn't work. People would just rip them up. So what what's the consensus? Do 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 you? I think, think a lot of people like them. Honestly, think so? I think a lot of Steelers fans love them. No I, way. I don't think anyone likes them. Well, they keep bringing terrible. them back. For some reason, regardless of what other people think, I think they stink. Yeah. So that's that's they're on my list. Kyle's, do you have a third? I'm going back and forth with a couple NFL teams, but I'm just gonna say the Seattle Seahawks jerseys now are appalling. Okay, how, how so bad you, they you are. don't like them? They're horrific. Okay, absolutely horrible. And there was they have like a gray alternate that doesn't make sense. The lime green one does. The lime green one honestly is like the only one that kind of works for me. You know what I mean? But like they have like weird combinations yeah. every week. I, I just hate their jerseys. Their new ones stink. They need to go back to like the more royal blue and like yeah. green, like the, and the gray helmet. I think that's like the best way to go. But they well, do they they changed to the neon when that became like big. When that when that became but to cool. Be fair, like they can't change back now because they're like good. They've been historically good with that right. like colorway and stuff like that. Yep. But it ju- I hate their jerseys. I think they stink. I don't disagree with you. I'm looking at like worst jerseys, and all of them are just like. Have you ever seen the jerseys from uh, the future jerseys from that the MLB dropped that one year? 
Yes, yes, yes. I remember this. And it's just, yeah. that's like the whole list. There's some. Horrible, I mean, those those are pretty bad. There's some horrible tates on here. So someone said like the Houston Astros, like from 1975 to 1993, has oh, some those worse. Those are awesome. Jerseys. Those are fire. What are mm-hmm. they talking about? Okay, continue. Are the Padres on there? But yeah, I saw that. I like the Padres jerseys. Yeah, I do too. I just think consensus usually is not. Positive. They don't like the brown. No. Yeah, the brown is weird. I like okay. it now. Their jerseys now are awesome. Um, uniforms I despise. See, now you got me thinking. I have a fourth one written down here, but I don't know. I know I'm going to miss some, but that's why we got Hank. Hank's on. We got 10 minutes of honorable mentions coming up. I can tell you For that. sure. I'm going to roll with um, the, the Philadelphia 76ers when they were black. The black jerseys with the red trim because it's like, what? Like, they when? completely... AI. Yeah. That's Ooh. a good pick. They completely changed their Ooh. like whole color scheme, and it's Ooh. a historic franchise. Now, I will say this. Those Ooh. uniforms, those uniforms fit AI no. very well. No, that's me agreeing with Trent again. The, no. Okay, okay. No. Let me give you my let me give no, you my no, quick no, pitch. No, 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 no. You're devastated. You don't like those jerseys? No, no, dude. Not for the Sixers. They're cool. They look good on AI, and they kind of fit his persona and his swag. But dude, it's the 76ers. It's one of the most historic franchises ever. You just completely change your color scheme for five years because your best player is. What about the Pistons? Did that, Trent? I'm 100 percent with you. Yeah, but the Pistons aren't like Philadelphia. You know, Pistons are more. I have more of a historic like franchise. I think. Yeah, but I don't think of. I don't what think do they that have time. like 183. They have a title in 83. I think that's the only title. Yeah, I but the, the, the players who have played there, too. It's like it's Wilt Chamberlain. It's Moses yeah, I, Malone. It's a huge fan base. I understand. It's Charles it. Barkley. Dude, yeah. Those jerseys are set. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I love what they Trent said because they do fit AI so well. No, and when you think of those jerseys, the you just think of AI. The logo is awesome. Yeah. And the logo is awesome on that jersey. But the color scheme and the, like you said, the, the trim and even like the fit of it is horrible. Dude, I just think of like how? Mike every time I see him. Dude, I, what's it called? We were talking about Light Mike the other day, because rest in peace, DMX. Right. He has a big part in that movie. By the way, Party Up might be in, like, every, like, mid-2000s, <laughs> like... Yeah, probably. A- anything having to do with sports, like, Tiger Woods 03 intro, or, like, uh, Light Mike, Party Up's in every one of those things. Yeah. I love watching Light Mike, and you're just like, Steve Nash was on the Mavericks. Every single time I would watch it as a kid, I was like... Why did the Mavericks let go of Steve Nash? I feel like that was stupid. I just always said, <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, everyone's like, no one knows. He, I guess he got injured and yeah, like whatever. That, that is a weird thing that kind of goes under the radar. Yeah, no one talks about it that much. By the way, Steve Nash and Jason Kidd basically had the same exact career. I would rather have Steve Nash. Yeah, I don't know who I'd rather have. Probably Nash. I just mean like they all they literally played for the same teams. They won't. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Done. But okay. You got a fourth. Yes, the Houston Rockets jerseys they had before these. The ones with the big shoulders, like okay. the Yao Ming yeah. Houston Rockets jerseys. Those are terrible. The blue That's ones. a very good pick, Collins. Not, Those are awful. Not the blue, like, like pinstripe ones that have, like, the cool logo that Charles Barkley and, like, Clyde Drexler wore when he was there, like, when Charles Those are cool. The, like, the blue ones. Those are fire. The ones they had with Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming, I was like, um... Who made these? Yeah, those are pretty Who bad. Who thought this was a good idea? Because they stunk. They were bad. They looked like they were, I first of all, they had to be, they first of all had to be the most uncomfortable jerseys I've ever seen. They were like a box. They looked like a bunch of boxes on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Those Tough, jerseys man. stunk. Those are not great. I agree with that. Another NBA team that I did not, I like their jerseys with the Sacramento Kings before this. Ooh. Didn't understand that at all. That logo like was now. brutal. That logo was just like, are you saying like a are, mess? 
What I'm set? talking like Boogie Cousins Kings. Like oh the, yeah, those were not good. Jerseys. No, they're not. The purple ones were awful. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're I, the again, best. I don't know why they went away from like the Peja era ones. Those are very cool jerseys. Yeah, those are sweet. The ones that say like Sacramento, like outlaw on the purple. Right. Those are. I don't like the sat ones. The, 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 it's sat. weird. It's still. It is weird. But dude, when you got a color, when you got colors like purple and and gray. Yeah. You got to do something like you can't mess that up, and the the Kings messed it up for like a decade. But like Hank, big time, Hank, throw in some honorable mentions if you got them. I, I don't know if I'm going to catch some heat for this one. I think I think this is a jersey that's. I got, can't believe you don't like the seventy sixers one. Sorry, sorry, Hank. I just I don't. They're, they well, don't make this sense is on to the me. Sa- this is on the same lo- like uh, wavelength right here. So you okay, might, okay. I might get some heat here, but I think they're kind of like got some nostalgia, so people really like them. But the like the Vince Carter, the Vince Carter era. Raptors jerseys. Which ones? The ones that were black and no, the, the purple ones, ones. The purple ones with, with the, the red dinosaur. Yeah, with the red dinosaur. That's the worst take I've ever heard. They're so bad, dude. They're so bad. I think they're overrated. I don't think they're bad jerseys. Just, I just tr- think they're, they're overrated. Collins, just look at them. Just they're look sick. at them. Yeah, I've, like, I've looked at them many times. For, sick. No, forget about the Carter and like whatever else and nostalgia. Just look at the jersey, dude. It's horrible. I could. Trent, I could get. I, I just said Trent because I'm arguing with someone and I just assumed it was Trent. <laughs> um, Hank, well, if you're going to make this Raptors overrated like Vince Carter era, like then you go with the two tone ones, which I disagree with because I thought those oh, were the fire. black on the back and the purple yeah. on the front. Yeah, that's like the argument I could see you making. The ones before are fire. Those are flames. Dude, the NBA went through this weird phase where they were putting, like... It's all art. It's the ma- The mascot, like, on the jersey. You know, yeah, have you seen the Hawks ones that, like, have the hawk? The with Steve, Steve Smith, Smith. Yeah. Steve Smith Hawks. Uh, I've always wanted the, the Steve the Smith jersey. Did it. The Raptors did it. I want a Steve Smith jersey, too. NBA All-Star in 2001. Shout out. Miami Heat guy. Yep. Is he on the Heat or the Hawks? He was on the Hawks that year. Yeah. Actually, it might have been 98, I think. It was 98. I don't know. I'll fact check that right now. Hank, you got any others? Um, this is I got the, some, we didn't mention any college ones. I got a few college ones that I want to oh, okay. mention. Go ahead, go ahead though. This is another NFL one. The St. Louis Rams, not the LA Rams. The St. Louis yeah, Rams. Yeah, the, the gold and the blue wasn't good. It was it was pretty bad. I like the, disagree. I it was like super bland, dude. It was like uh, it, the thing about the Rams is they have such a fire helmet and like stuff like that. That and their jerseys in LA were awesome. So like. Are you talking about like the Jared Goff and they went to the Super Bowl and they no. had the white face mask too? No, I'm talking about the weird? St. Louis Rams, like the Kurt Warner. Like, yeah, uh, those are nice Marshall too. Falk. I disagree. Yeah. I have a Marshall Falk jersey, so do I disagree. you? You have yeah. one? Yeah, I'm just bashing. So you your just closet have to right disagree then? No, I default. love that jersey. I love that jersey. Yeah. This is uh, I one jersey that I hate that's in the Big Ten. Purdue's basketball jerseys. I think they stink. Pretty bad. They say I, Purdue on the front, and it's like in the shape of a, what's it supposed to be, like a train? It's like, not even that. Purdue has nice jerseys. They don't wear their nice ones. They never decide to wear, like, the gold ones. They never wear the white ones. I feel like Purdue wears their black jerseys 30 times a year, yeah, which not, I hate. They're not good. No, the white ones and the gold ones are nice. Like, I like them. I objectively like them. But they wear the, the black, black ones. One, I just, I, I don't know what it is. It might just be because I don't like Purdue basketball. Like, I actually don't think they're that bad, but the black Purdue basketball one, I'm like, I, that's a bad jersey. I got, I got another Big Ten one. Which one? Um, Maryland football. Yeah, those stink. The helmet yeah. is egregious. Yeah, what about tough. Northwestern football? What is the, I the like, stripe around the middle? I've had arguments about that. I used to like it. It has gotten very old, it's very just, quick. It's just weird. Like, what other? No one else does that, so why are they doing that? I don't know. 
I actually kind of like North. I, I mean, it's purple and black. So again, dude, why are all the purple and black color schemes just butchering the uniforms? Except the Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies. That, like, okay, very good take. Th- there you have very awesome good take. Jerseys. They have great awesome. jerseys. I'm trying to think what else. Mm. I don't know for I don't know if any of us are like soccer fans, but there's all kinds of stuff going on and across the pond. I feel like so, yeah. I feel like soccer fans like like all those alternates that they do, like the pink ones that man Chester United got. Know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like they like the crazy combos. I Might even, be. Um, I'm surprised no one said Michigan. Well, I, thought, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound biased. Those jerseys do stink. Like they're they're uniforms. Such, stink. It's such a biased take. It, it, it is, and I don't. Yeah, even they care. do stink. They it do is, stink. They, Which they, ones? They're the terrible. Football? Everyone. Their color scheme. <laughs> their color scheme is you can't their baseball win. jerseys stink. I don't care. Look, I don't mean I don't mean to. <laughs> I, I feel bad for him. Honestly, I feel bad for him because when you have colors like that, you just they're, it's going to be ugly no matter what. This is actually the biggest hater take ever, though. Oh, like, for sure. No, no, no. It is. It's just I I'm letting the listeners know that I am a hater. Yeah, the helmets are overrated. <laughs> they are that that is i i actually like don't care where's or the line that no but that or like the classes you know princeton had those before yeah that's, like, oh, somebody, yeah that's something my dad would say to me i'm like dad can you relax no yeah one cares. Right. no one cares about the helmets that's great okay i don't know i think i'm out I, i'm I no could, there's uh, you could keep going for a maryland, long time on these maryland the thing about maryland and i and a general conception for any football helmets i need like a logo I can't have like a concept on a helmet. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Same kind of the, the didn't the Ravens do that for a sec? Did they? I don't think they. Oh, did. I think they did. Or yeah, they did it with like an alternative logo or something. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember that being on their helmet though. Well, because that that's the Maryland's thing, like the state of Maryland, like that yeah, was. Yeah, their... it's a strong flag. Why does everyone need it on yeah, their like don't, stuff? Don't know, man. Like the Orioles have it on their stuff too. Yep. Kind of weird. It's maybe. Eh. Oh, so that's what's some... going on. There's got to be some sort of meaning. You wait. You didn't know that was a Maryland State flag. I d- I didn't know that. No. That's like what it is. It's like they're like shield. Okay. Thing. Under Armour. It's I a mean, gimmick. Under Armour makes bad jerseys, just objectively. Yeah, the Under Armour needs to get out of the game. Except Notre Dame. Notre Dame's Under Armour jerseys are substantially better than what they had at Adidas. So, but yeah, those are good sporty awards. Get to the top of Pretty the hour. Solid. Yeah. So you're gonna take off. Get yeah, a I'm gonna take off. I'll see y'all next and, week. And. and, and Back half the show, we're going to be doing some Masters talk with me and Hank. I got to talk about Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, insane yesterday, seven under. And then maybe a little bit of Michigan State spring football to cap the show off. But keep it locked in with us on the Green and White Report. Green and White Report, noon here. Got an hour left in the show. Get some future done. I know. I, Hank, I took requests today. I took yeah, I know. Requests. Hank did take requests, and that was my fresh air by Future. Shout out Future. Future. Future is sneakily like one of the oldest people. He's the youngest, oldest person in America. I'm pretty sure he's like 45. What? I, I wait. I'll well, a up. lot. Of, you know, that's that's the funny thing. A lot of those like pop stars or hip hop guys are like super old. Well, Jay Z is super old. Nah. Yeah. Jay Z is like 55, I think. Eminem, he's got to be breaking 50, I bet. Yeah, but Eminem like, looks old. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. He feels old. What about uh, Pharrell, Pharrell Williams? Pharrell's got to be old. He was super old when he like first hit the scene. Pharrell, Pharrell's very cool. Very cool guy. Yeah, he's got the, I, the I big lied. hats. I lied. Future's 37. I take, oh, okay. I take it back what I said. <laughs> he is you know, older than you'd think, though, for sure. I thought he'd be like 40. Yeah. I don't know. Future's really cool. Shut up, Future, but... Things that are not relevant and not even, I can't even segue from future into the Masters. That's not an easy one. Masters Sunday. 
Hey, what what is your just I know you like the golf, but there's people like you say, I like golf. I love playing it. I can't watch it. Are you no, and you, I so, love to watch it. Okay, same. I'll be same. putting like random per- tournaments on that, you know. It's good to watch in the background. Fantastic. It's, fant- it's yeah. the best background television there is. Uh other than like are you TBS- gonna say like baseball or what are you gonna say? No, other than like TBS's regularly programmed shows like during the week. Oh, like Friends and yeah, like yeah, that's true. Where the, I literally think their model is like, okay, we're gonna capture every audience who doesn't actually care about this show, but they're gonna watch it because there's nothing just, else on. Yeah, that's perfect. But, uh, yeah, um, I I've been dialed into Masters, and I, the one thing I, this is the most sports radio topic ever. Oh. Why can't I watch the master? Like, no, like, why isn't it on all day? I'm like, I wish it was on all day. It's just not. I don't know why. It's stupid. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. But, like, on Tuesday when they had their featured group and Spieth wasn't in it, like, I was in appalled. And know why? I'm not the biggest Jordan Spieth guy. I've, he, I've heard that before. No, I'm not. I don't, I, but he's, I think he's the most entertaining golfer, like, in golf. Well, why do you, why do you say that? He's he's basically Phil 2.0. He's a nut job. That's insane. Just erratic and then just saves it did or you what? See, did you see him on Thursday? Yeah. The shot he hit on Thursday right into the tree. I'm like, yeah. dude, just lay up. He made he makes a tri- a triple for like no reason. He said, actually, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna punch this around the tree. I'm like, what is this? He's a nut job. I think he. Yeah, that's true. I, and I've heard people say this on other platforms, but. I genuinely think he moves the needle more than anyone else in golf other than Tiger Woods. Like, Tiger Woods is the needle. But, like, for a casual golf fan or a casual decide fan, I think people are like, oh, what's Spieth up to? No, well, Yeah, that's true. Because like, I, I don't think DJ does that. You, you can like DJ all you want, and, and I know people who love DJ, and I like DJ too, but it's not like... You don't have, like, a polar opposites or just, like, generate... Not I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, like... I feel like there's a, it's controversial to like or hate Spieth. Know what I mean? It's it, it, a little it, bit, and, and people like to see him fail, and people like to see him succeed. So I, I, I think he moves the needle more than anyone in golf right now, not named Tiger Woods. Am I crazy for saying that? Uh, well, I've I was a little surprised when you said it at first, but when we think about it, there's nobody. Yeah, there there really is nobody um, that controversial. It's not even controversial. Not well, that polarizing. Yeah, he's just I, people. I he's entertaining. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and he's yapping at his caddy all day. He's like, oh, thanks, Mike. I'm like, can you... If I was his caddy, I'd be like, dude, can you shut up for 10 minutes? Like, I'm just try, I'm, I'm trying to give you your seven iron. Let me clean your wedges right now. And you go take a walk <laughs> to the green and, and talk to yourself. But, I mean, you look at the leaderboard right now. T, uh, leaders go off at 240. Hideki Matsuyama, Xander Shoffley in the final group. Actually, good final group. I don't know how to say this guy's name. He's an American guy. Everyone's yeah. making memes that he looks like Happy Gilmore's caddy. I think he has it stamped on his wedge. This is <laughs> I am your caddy, Mr. Gilmore. Um, I think Will's the... Uh, Zalatoris? Zalatoris, whatever. Yeah. And then you got Leishman at minus seven, Spieth at minus five, and Solo f- seventh, Corey Connors minus six. And by the way, I don't respect anyone who wears Oakley sunglasses golfing. Is that Corey Connors? Yes. Oh, I didn't... I didn't I, I've not... I did not follow that uh, group yesterday because I was dra- I was driving all day. Yeah. So I was watching Thursday um, when uh, Spieth was looking good. You know, I was he, he was put, yeah. played good coming into this tournament, and so I I'm kind of a Spieth guy. So are you? Yeah. A little. I mean, I like the He's young guys. Twenty seven. I, I like I like the young style of golf. So it's like wild to think about it. Like they're showing uh 2015 highlights of Masters. 
That was six years ago. Crazy. That, that That's actually, like, nuts to think about. Like, that seems so, like, long. That does not seem that long ago. But, uh, yeah, Spee solo seventh. Brian Harmon at minus four, solo eighth. Fino, minus three. Tony Fino just made the top ten not win. I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. The guy just makes, yeah. like, 200 grand a week just never to win. I almost, it's pretty spectacular, to be honest. Other guys that are kind of floating around, Justin Thomas at minus one, tied for 13th. He struggled yesterday. Um, It was really tough yesterday at the Masters. And the one like thing that you've been hearing the whole time with Augusta and, and them going back for the spring for the first time in two years, it's fast. And, 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 and they ha- their weather has been good, so there hasn't really been that moisture that they have in the course. It's not like the most green it's ever looked at Augusta. Right. Well, it's I almost think- like dried out. I've never seen the Masters kind of like dried out. Like you can't stop balls on the green, which is normal there at Augusta, but it's dried out. It's awesome to see. I do. I do think on Friday they said it was a little softer. Yeah, it rained. Uh, I guess at night a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So they, they had were- a weather delay too yesterday. So they were being a little bit more aggressive on Friday, but you know it is kind of fun to see um, when when the greens are quick like that. There's all kinds of blown you know opportunities, so it, it does make it for an exciting finish. So um, one guy in like. Not in the top. Uh, so, what do you think the number is that Adetti needs to get to the one? He's at eleven under. He's at he's up four. Yeah, he's, on he's the got field. a good lead. What do you think he needs to shoot today to get his first green jacket and first major? It, you know, it's it, when it is playing faster like this, you're not going to see a ton of scoring. So, I I think he doesn't need too I mean, much. He fired a sixty-five yesterday on Saturday. I, I think if he gets to thirteen under, it might be his or fourteen. I think so too. Fourteen. Maybe I think I think thirteen's the number for Hideki. Yeah, and I to be honest, I think he could win at eleven too. That's true. I think thirteen, he puts it away. I don't see anyone firing a sixty-six. Well, I mean, and this is assuming, Unless, yeah. of course, that he doesn't fall apart too. You know, I mean, yeah. It's actually I, I I'm I'm very curious to see, but the, I mean, the one guy that if I'm a Hideki Matsuyama, I know he sits down is Spieth. I like Just, he could turn it on. Spieth is one of those guys where he could get unconscious with the putter, mm-hmm. and there's just not, and it's a uh oh, here we go. It's not like a situation it's like DJ where he's sticking wedges to like tap ins every other hole. It's like oh my god, Spieth just made a bomb on five. He's three back and he's at the part. He's at three par fives left to play. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just, I think Spieth is the guy at two ten because he's gonna go off thirty minutes before Matsuyama. And put the pressure on. I truly think Spieth will get in the mitts today. I, I like that argument, you know, and he's been he has been playing better this year. Um, but I'm kind of curious about the Zalatoris guy because we just don't know anything about him. I think and he I, I think he fires like a ninety. Today. Really? He, he's have a, you seen he, the way he's been playing though? He's good. He, I'm not he's saying hit some he's crazy a, shots. I'm not saying it. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just like it's just one of those things. Like he's I'm gonna in fall the, apart today. I'm in the second last group of the Masters. Yeah, that's true. Well. It, Hey, this is another. He was talking smoke, though. He said, "I've been, you know, I've been waiting for this moment, all this stuff." He was, I don't know. I- I'm kind of ruined for him. Okay, so me thinking. Um, uh, Hank, how many strokes do you think you would need going into Sunday with your game right now, oh, man. playing from the tips to win the Masters? Me and my buddies were having this argument on the way to the golf course yesterday. So just one, like one round of 18? One round. You get as many yeah. shorts as you need. How many do you need, do you think, to be able to hold on to the dream jacket? Like, you have that lead. I'm playing in. at Augusta. I need, like, 25 strokes. You need more than that, bud. Probably, yeah. Absolutely I, what, what, more no, than that. I want, I want a concrete number out of you. Okay. 
So I'm playing, I'm playing at Augusta. You're playing at Augusta. I'm probably tees. firing straight up. I'm probably firing at 115. What, what's your handicap, Hank? Do you have any I, idea? I, I don't really like You do not have one? It. No, I would say it's probably like What do you 15, usually shoot? You know, I'm like mid to low 80s. You know? Oh, that so you're probably like a twelve or a ten. Yeah, ten, fifteen, somewhere in that range. You're not a fifteen if you're firing low eighties, dude. You're sandbagging well, people if you're that doing well, that. No, that's true because you do you do only take like your top ten cards, right, or something like no, that. No, it's uh, you you post all your scores, but it's your handicaps usually your lowest one out of four. Know what I mean? Yeah, so you do take like the lowest. So yeah, it's I mean, usually it's, like it, it calculates for like. It, it, this is the lowest you'll shoot like every fourth round. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I, 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 someone say, who actually knows what it means is probably screaming in the yeah, car. Yeah. Well, I, I think with the curve, I'm probably like 10 or 12 handicap maybe. Yeah. So so you you think you need how many? I think I need maybe 70 strokes. 70? You're going you're gonna to fire a 140? I, I don't I, think you're... I think... You're not going to fire a 140. I think I would fire a 120. So you need, and this is not like current game. Like you, you've gotten to practice. Like you're in form. Oh, you're in form. Yeah, I literally think I would need like fifty to sixty strokes. Yeah, I mean, because they're they're gonna shoot what five under at least, you know, today. Uh, yeah, like someone will. Know what I mean? That's funny to think, because uh, like think about like a general like golfer, like an every like a, a weekend golfer. Trying to like just pitch. hacking their way down the fairway. It's not even hacking it around the fairway because like there's certain holes where I'm like, okay, like it's not the like tightest horse in America. It's not like you're gonna be like no. going OB and stuff like that. It's just me imagining myself trying to stop a ball on the green at Augusta National. Yeah, you for can. a person like myself who I consider myself to have a pretty decent like short game. You got spin on that ball? I tried on it. your approach. Yeah, but like. These guys are trying to, like, suck balls back 10 feet, and these balls are rolling off the drain. Like, know what I mean? They're yeah. like, and it's a like concrete for them. And, like, I can't even imagine trying to putt on those greens. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it's 580 from here. That's not what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned with the fact that I have to putting with, like, on a like a roller coaster. So that's where you're going to get all your strokes. Yes, I'm going to five-putt no, it, it every hole. Is. It definitely is where the strokes are going to be. Yeah, because I'm going to five-putt every hole. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I'm probably shooting at least a one. I would birdie 13, though. I, I Until my grave, I'll go down and say I'll birdie the 13th hole. What does it take to play Augusta? No, it's very it's exclusive. It's not possible. Is it? It's the only not way possible? you can be a member or just be super rich and you know a member. It's because, not. But it's even not. though there's like a limited season even, right? They don't even like play yeah, a lot of the year. I, think, uh, they, they, I don't think they play in the fall like oh. at all. I think their season is... To now, like the course isn't open in the beginning of the year, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I think it might be over for like two months and then they close it down. Yeah. Man, so, I would love to play Augusta National. That'd be so cool. Just to be there, yeah. But, man. I think I you're think right. I, I think I would fire a 120, though. I generally think that. And be happy with it, probably. Because, yeah. I mean, that means you're probably doing okay on the fairway. Yeah. Oh, my God. I. What's your favorite part of Master Sunday, though? Every time... I, like yesterday, I love like they do the little thirty minute like pre show like documentary type of things. Like last Sunday, the sun, the back nine at the Masters. It's like mm-hmm. Jim Nance is narrating it. Phil's talking about him making that putt in no four and stuff like that. I think my favorite part of the Masters is uh, the twelfth hole because they're always like, "Oh, Amen Corner." Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, why don't they just like throw it in the bunker? I feel like everyone is. 
just throw it into the bunker every single time. They're like, nope, I'm going to go at this pin. To, it, it hits like a five-yard block cut and goes in the water every time. I'm like, not smart, Francis or Molinari. <laughs> like, can we like th- they hit a low draw in there? That's funny. Um, yeah, best part. I, I, I know why I said the twelfth hole. That's kind of random. That's just like, what's your favorite hole? That's not my favorite like part. No, no, that's not random because you're watching the groups. Like you know, the groups that you're really watching come into the twelfth yeah. hole around the same time. No, I no hole I would actually make a fifteen on this fifteenth hole. The 15 which hole one, the Masters, it's a downhill par 5. Okay. Where people, you either go for it and hit like 1 to 5 feet for eagle, or you hit it over the green, and you have like this delicate wedge shot down the hill that could easily go in the water, or you hit it short and you hit it in the water. Yeah. Um, I think I would make a 15 on that hole. What are you doing? You're going in the water or you're going long? I don't know. Every Both. Both, yes. Probably. I No, no I probably might, okay, I'm going to lay up here, hit a wedge, just absolutely flush a wedge like seventy yards. Do you do over. that? Do you ever like envision yourself playing? Like yeah, I, do that, I do that all the time. Or, like yeah, oh, I, are you kidding me? I like I like sit down. Like I visualize it in my head. Like I'm not even watching the the, the tournament. I'm just like you know laying I at stream, bed. At night, I maybe. stream at the TV when people putt. I'm like I, I make that even though I'm not even that good of a putter. <laughs> I really am not. I I'm not like I, I'm not speeth out there putt with the putter. But I mean looking back at the like the storylines and stuff for this Masters, um obviously Tiger Woods is not there and everyone's kind of been like, Oh, it's just the vibes different without Tiger. Um Well, yeah. if you look at the leaderboard, the I mean a lot of the, the names we've been seeing aren't I mean, you got Speeth and Shoffley. Actually, you know what? I to, and, can we talk yeah. about Rory McElroy? Are you a Rory guy? I love Rory, yeah. I, he doesn't get enough crap for what he does at the majors anymore. Yeah, this it's true. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, like that's Rory being Rory. He stints at the majors now. He hasn't been yeah. in contention in a major in what, like three, four years? Probably. I like he I think he was in contention at the Masters, I think maybe two, two years ago, I think he was He was in the midst when Tiger was there, I yeah. think. I think you're right. I think Rory was in the mix that year, obviously didn't pull it off, but he had a horrible Saturday, but like other than that, I don't remember. I like he just puts himself out of golf tournaments on the front nine of Thursdays. It's actually incredible. Rory's last major was in 2014. Yes, it was the PGA at Valhalla. PGA Championship, and that was a great year for him. I mean, he won like yeah. three tournaments in a row. But that's crazy to think. I mean, that's seven oh, years he ago. He for how good and with the ability he has, he should get more crap. He really should. I don't get it. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I Spieth, I he didn't win until I mean, and I know Rory has big wins on the tour. I think he won the players last year. Um before the pandemic stopped, I think he was like the best player in the world. Like he was on fire before they were going to win Augusta last year and it just never came to fruition. He was never to get opportunity to play there at that time, so that was misfortunate. But like he should be the best player in golf. If you watch Rory get Matt Roy play golf, you're like, Okay, that's how you're supposed to play this game. It's just like it's that pretty. So well, especially I, I, when he was hot, like that 2014 year when he was hot. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, was, why does he not have the expectations that like a Jordan Spieth has, or like a Dustin Johnson has, or like a I'm not gonna say Tiger Woods, because Tiger Woods is a different stratosphere, but no, like like maybe when Phil back in the day when Phil couldn't get it done at like certain courses, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just I don't I, I have no recollection and understanding how this. He he well, gets his brush aside. He's, he's kind of such a likable character, and and people just look at him as such. A prototypical golf pro. I mean, we do just kind of write it off and give and kind of give him give him a break for it. But you know, my question for you is coming when you're coming into a tournament like this, 
Who who's a guy that you always are watching for? Like who's your Tiger? Tiger's my guy. Well, you can't say that right now. I said no, but, coming, I, coming into the tournament like this. I said like this. Yeah, um, like this weekend. I get who, a pool and I had Matsuyama in it. So I oh really? It would be nice if he held on today. I need Matsuyama to hold on so I can win my Masters pool. But um, but like on more on more of like a personal level, who are you rooting for? I usually root for a lot of the American guys. I like them. I don't really love Spieth. Um, but I do like I like Fino. I kind of hope he breaks through soon. But like, yeah, he, he just he doesn't make enough pots. He just really he's I I I I don't know what the, I don't have the stats behind me. He has to be the best player to tee to green. Like it's not I don't think it's even close either. But I I don't know. I don't like Re. I, I like Justin Thomas. I I I think he's pretty likable. Like I love John Rahm. I think he's an absolute yeah. nut job. Well, last year the the whole Justin Johnson John Rahm back and forth was pr- pretty fun to watch. Yeah, for the number one player in the world. I I, lo- I used to hate Phil for some reason. I don't know why they like made really? the Tiger Phil thing into like this big deal. But like it was a storyline. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I'm a Tiger guy through and through. I should have had my Frank shirt on today, but yeah, Masters. I I can't I, I can't wait to hear David Lawrence Augusta ringing in my ears when we get out of this show. But yeah, no, take- I can't wait to hear Jim Nance on the like the seventeenth man. Oh man, that's I mean like to me it's like I'm usually working on homework kind of for most of the day, and then like you get down into those last like couple pairings on those last holes. And, I don't know. Oh my I god, don't- just tuning in. I don't know if there's a worse Sunday series than right after the Masters ends. Because then you're just scrambling to get all your work done or what? It's that. That's a usual Sunday, though, for most people. Yeah. Like, on Sundays, you're like, oh, my. I it's like, oh. <laughs> Spent all weekend glued to this TV yeah, watching this, this tournament. Like, it's like that. It's like the 4 o'clock NFL games. Like after you finish the 4 o'clock NFL games, you're like, oh, my God, I, I have to do this paper. Before the late game? Yeah, yeah, and then and then you're like during the late game, you have the stairs the whole time. You're like, why are they playing this game so late? I'd rather them play it earlier. <laughs> and then whatever, but like after the Masters, you're like, okay, so the Masters are over, the tournament's over. What other sports do we have? And then Man, it's like good baseball. Point. Is it baseball? Is that and, and, and a little bit NBA left? And it's like to the point yet where it's like the NBA, and especially since NBA moved back their season, so the NHL, like the playoffs aren't even close enough. So you got this like month period where it's just regular season NBA and regular season MLB mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that's why biggest Sunday scary, I think, on the schedule. But we're gonna take a quick break here. After the break, we're gonna do a little buy or sell. And then me and Hank are gonna do a little buy or sell. Put Hank in the hot seat this time. I'm gonna take over for TB there. And then after that, talk a little machine say football. Welcome back into the Green and White Report, 12:22 p.m. Here got about 38 minutes left here in the show. Ryan Collins alongside my super producer Henry Menegos. Do a little buy or sell here for the next 15 minutes. A little more national news topics. We haven't done it, I think, in the last couple of weeks, but it, 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 it's it's nice to get first takey, undisputedy, such a get uppy with these little hot take, little gambits that we get to go on. So uh, that's why buy ourselves back in the midst this week. Yeah, and I'm going in blind, so this is yes, I, this there's, is be exciting. There's no questions on the dock. I'm doing this from the dome. Over under seventy five games, Miguel Cabrera plays this year. Already on the IL with a bicep strain. It's got to be under then. Well, 75. Uh, There's 162 games. Yeah, so that's like exactly the right. Or that's not exactly right in the middle, I guess. But 
What, what do you think? I'm saying under. I think under. I'm getting a little concerned about Miggy. And, and I'm everyone said you should should have been concerned about Miggy like five years ago. I'm like, I, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm just he he just and I like them playing him at first, but it's just I don't think he can stay healthy. He just he just he just can't. And at his weight and whatever he does, the way he swims, I just he doesn't have bicep strains. His knees aren't great, so I I I, I think he's be under than that. Right, and even when he does come back, I mean, like you said, he, he's he's straining every, um, just just with his big size. I mean, he's straining every joint in his body every time he plays. So I mean, it it is pretty unrealistic to think that he's going to come back and and be at you know full strength, um, the entire season. Buy or sell six teams to come out of the Western Conference in the NBA and make the finals. Wait, what do you mean by that? They six, could, six teams could make the finals. Yes. Buy or sell. You want me to name the teams for you? Sure. You got the Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Clippers, Los Angeles Lakers, Utah Jazz. Where are we? I'm missing two. Well, 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 here we go. Let's find it. I got three right now. You got three right now. Out of the four you just said. Okay, how about this? You got, okay, LA, Los Angeles, Phoenix. I just, I, whatever. How about four? How about four? I don't know why I said six. For some reason, it's six in the back of my head. Well, because... Oh, Denver Nuggets. The Denver, yeah. Denver Nuggets. Eh, who else am I missing? The Mavs, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, the Mavs. How, how about the Mavs? Do you think six teams... Portland, are, maybe? No, yeah, maybe Portland, too. How many teams... How, how about that? Buy or sell over under four teams could make... And you're not saying the Warriors, either. Well, the Warriors aren't going to make... They're not... They're not even going to make the play-in? No, they'll make the play-in, but they... I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Well, I think uh, so. We're sitting at six. That I'm saying under. You're saying under. Under six. <sighs> I I mean I like I like the Mavericks. I just don't think they have you know. I, so where do you cut it off at though? Like do you actually it, it, like I think the general consensus is like once AD and LeBron are healthy with the help of new addition Andre Drummond. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to make the finals. But, like, <sighs> probably. Am I crazy for thinking that Phoenix is just good and, and, and they're better than the Lakers? Y- yes, but, I mean, how often have we seen that play out in the past 10 years no, when, no, when LeBron's in that conference, in any conference? You know, it just doesn't I mean, happen. Yeah, he does. He just makes the finals unless he's hurt. I understand that, but I, I, I think the whole Anthony Davidson's concerning. They're like, yeah, he's at this hip thing, whatever. He's at this foot thing. He'll be fine. He's been out for like three months almost. Like, that's a long time. Did no, not- it's true. And I don't think LeBron can do it without AD. There's no way. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But like, so, I mean, so I, so, I think six teams to make the finals in the West. So you're saying if you take the Lakers out of the equation, you have no problem seeing. The Mavericks. I could see. Know. I could see. Or the, the Utah. Hot. Could you see Utah in the finals? Yeah, I could see Utah in the finals. And I know it sounds crazy. I could see Denver in the finals. I could see Denver. In the, I mean, we we almost saw it last year. Really. I mean, they they were a good team. Yeah, but I mean, they were got kind of blown out by the Lakers. Like, right. Never, well, I mean, they ran but, when you ran into the full strength LeBron AD. I don't. That's what we're saying. I don't think anybody. I I really think if it's full strength Lakers, it's it's the Lakers in the finals. Yeah. Okay, buy or sell. The Detroit Tigers win more than 87, wait, m- win more than 68 games. I haven't followed this early season at all, 
Or are you a Brewers fan? Like, I not really, but like kinda. I always forget. Yeah, I went. I went to a Brewers game, so yeah, I guess that makes me a Brewers fan. But okay, Tigers. They've stumped the last couple days. Um, injuries with Miggy. Um, I will say this about our beloved Detroit Tigers. I hope Trent's listening. They're they're lined up. I don't, and I'm gonna trust AJ Hinch, but there is there's a lot of movement, not a lot of comfortability going on here. It's like we're gonna play this analytical game to the mats, which is what you expected with AJ Hinch. It's just fine. It's just quite the adjustment. I'll just say that. And the Tigers right now stand at three and five after a two and one start. After I mean, it looks like they're gonna be three and zero oh and sweep the Indians. Now the Indians looking to sweep the Tigers today. Uh, Urania on the mound for the Tigers, who stunk in his first start against the Twins. Um, I, I I still have high hopes for this Tigers team, but the lineup, they don't pitch well enough to get away with not getting four or five runs a game, and this lineup just looks like they're not going to be capable of doing that. So I know I know this it's just a fresh start to the season, but you know, with the limited play that you've seen so far, have they? Where, where are they at with your expectations coming into the season? My expectations of the season, I took the over 68.5, which I believe is their over and under coming into the season. I thought they would finish third or second in AL Central. I thought they were just below maybe the Twins. Like, I think they were the third team in the division because I just I didn't think Cleveland would get any run support, even though they have a way better pitching set than the Detroit Tigers. But um, right now, the lineup is questionable and you got younger guys who are splitting reps with older guys in a weird type of fashion like you have Robbie Grossman doing anything to keep him in the lineup I just I I just have so many questions with this Tigers team right now I just it's interesting to me that they decided to go get Nomar Mazzara and Robbie Grossman when you have guys like Victor Reyes, Jacoby Jones and a guy like Akil Badu who need at-bats. And, and the way that they've handled it so far has been weird. I'm not going to say it's not working or it's a horrible decision, but, like, it's weird. I don't I, I don't understand what their game plan is necessarily with these young guys because it, it almost seems like Jacoby Jones and Victor Reyes have become after, afterthoughts. And after last season, I know it was a shortened season, they looked like they are guys you are going to be like, okay, we're going to actually let this guy have an opportunity to play every day in the major league baseball. And that's just not the case, which I thought, which I have been kind of disappointed with. So you'd say they're not, I mean, where, where you thought they'd be at? No, I, I, well, I that's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Whatever. It's not like, I mean, what, what Detroit team is good, man. Ah, oh, they've broken me. I'm just laying here in the studio on my face first, by the way, for all the listeners who don't. We got a little bit of like a, a therapy couch situation going on here yeah, where I'm behind the glass <laughs> and uh, Collins is laying on his back with his hands folded across his, his chest, you know. I feel like if you're at a furniture store, like, what is like the description of that chair? Therapy couch. Is that what know. that is? It, pro- it probably could be. What is that considered a love seat? Yeah. I actually like that. That might be a love seat. Is it? I First of all, who came up with that name? The last guys. It's a chair. It's furniture. <laughs> um, I like. I would just like to like dive into the mind of like a furniture store salesman and just see what he has to say. He's like, okay, we move this many like love seats or sectionals a year, and, and, and they're like, we have a commission based like relationship with this like 
therapy consulting agency. Like how how you say, yep, we we're doing an art van for all of our <laughs> therapy needs. Like, Here, uh, they have they have a name for it. What is the name? I uh, I might be pronouncing it wrong. It's C H A I S E. So chase, a chase chair. I can't. Again, maybe you're pronouncing that different, but I don't think I, I don't think that's right. I don't know what a I'm, chase chair. Well, it's probably not the right pronunciation, but uh, that's that's the correct spelling. Oh my god! Yeah, we've gone off the rails a lot today, and it might be the fact that I'm just like our studio. For all the people who like don't know this, it's basement holding all. The sun just beats down on you while you're in the studio, and I got like a hoodie on because it's like not the warmest, not the coldest. Just want to put something uncomfortable. So my back is a pool right now, just an absolute pool. I'm like, and, and the sun is in my eyes. I'm playing. It's, it's, it's a tough environment in here right now. No, and they've been talking about putting that uh some kind of cu- some kind of curtains or impact insignia over the top of that window, and just hasn't been done. Okay. You got any other national sports news to- topics before we start talking Michigan State football? Ah, uh, I, I mean, we could definitely talk t- touch on the NBA. A little bit more. I don't have any buyers. Uh, what is, what is your take on the playing thing? Because it's weird, and, and it's kind of interesting because, like, looking at the like how they're doing it is like the a ten seed could possibly get in the playoffs, and, and that opens up possibilities for a guy like Steph Curry to get in, which is good. I think it has incentivized teams to not necessarily, if they're not going to make the playoffs, or like not to be the eight seed from tanking. I think there's actual teams that have put in soccer like. Okay, we're actually going to try and win and make the play-in game. Like you saw Sacramento hold on to Harrison Barnes at the deadline because they're like, okay, let's let's see what we have here. Let's see if De'Aaron Fox and like whatever can actually get us to play in meaningful games before we decide to blow this thing all up. So I, I from that standpoint, I like that. But at the same time, I'm like, the Washington Wizards are like four games out and they stink. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, do you want to watch? Are you gonna watch that? Because last year I didn't watch the playing tournament. To be honest, not the playing tournament. Whatever the playing game, whatever Memphis and uh, Portland played in, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it because I was like, I I don't care. So I, I I'm very interested to see what it looks like in year one. Well, in theory, I I mean I like the idea of, of uh, stopping teams from tanking, but. I mean, what do you think about what, what like Draymond's stance? Obviously, got Dude, Draymond a lot of didn't heat. make any sense when he was talking about that stuff. <laughs> well, he said, "Why is it? Why are players sitting down?" I'm like, "Because they want to sit down, Draymond." I don't like. It's not like hold against them. I think he was like trying to be like it, when a team wants to move on from someone and they can sit the player, but when a player wants to move on, he he's the bad guy. I think necessarily, but I think it's like one of those things where it's like the players are fine with this. Most of these players want to leave. It's like a mutual thing. Well, I mean, but I mean, in regards to the play-in game, when he was talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. My bad. No, what did yeah. you say about the play-in game. Well, about how he. Draymond d- always talks. He's got so. I many know. Things. Well, you could we could have a whole show about his yeah. quotes, but his stance, and I'm interested because it is coming from a player, is that it doesn't motivate him at all to make the play-in game. That doesn't make any sense to me. I get it. I mean, he's a guy who's probably like, okay, I have, one, I have three runs. That's exactly what he's saying. Yeah, at this point in my career, it doesn't motivate me. But so at making the, same the time, playoffs doesn't motivate him. I, well, I know. That's why. Maybe, it, maybe that's why he can't shoot anymore. <laughs> can't get in the gym anymore. I watch you dream on dream play basketball now. Honestly, it's like sad for me to watch as a Michigan State fan who watched him. He Mid-range jumper, it was almost like a, a, a certainty it was going in. He can't even hit that anymore. 
Like, I get, like, your three-point percentage goes down. You, like, sacrifice for Kevin Durant. His offensive game is just atrocious now. And he's still an awesome defender, but, like, I, it's just very, it, I don't know. I don't know how I just got in the stream on Green Tangent. But to what he's saying is, I don't know if it would, like, if you're a player, like, do we really care if we get the 10th seed and we have an opportunity to get into the playoffs? But you should. You should care that, right. That's yeah, what I think. I mean, I, 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 that's, I think the whole reason was to incentivize these teams. I, I do think it's kind of sucks, though, if you're like Dallas, say, in the West, and you're like 10 games over 500 and you got to play in this playing tournament. Mm. And I know it's set up for those teams to make it. Like, they, they have a higher chance and opportunity. It's still like really, guys. We really have to. Uh, we have to figure out who the best teams are after we already know. After eighty-two games. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, in more of a broad sense, I'm kind of curious about what. Do you, what do you think about the Golden State going forward? I mean, obviously they. What were, do you mean, like what their direction is? Well, they had the, they had the highest of highs, and obviously they ran into their injury issues. And but I mean, do you ever see them recapturing any sort of that? You know. Yes. You do. I think Clay, when Clay comes, comes back. I think Clay comes back next year. I mean, Steph has proven that he is still awesome. Right. Like, he's been awesome this year. Um, Wiseman takes a step. Draymond's Draymond, so he's going to be good defensively, be a little bit of a head case. Might toss you a few games with some tees, but. I, and Wiggins isn't bad, and I, I don't hate it, the Ubre piece. Um, I just. Clay makes him so much more dynamic, and he's coming off an ACL and an Achilles now. And it usually generally means that, I mean, Achilles is usually a career-ending injury or career-hindering injury, so mm-hmm. he, he's not going to be the same guy, and it's crazy to even think that he probably is going to be the same guy and be as durable and as good of a defender as he was, because he's honestly, I think, maybe the best guard defender in the league when he's going right. Um, I just think Steph is still awesome, and if you have, like, 70% of play, that's a top-four team in the West. It just is. Do you and see them making making it back to the finals? I They would have to make some moves. I don't know what they're going to do with Williams. I don't know what they're going to do with Oubre. I feel like the Warriors are in every trade rumor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and they have been for years. No, like the last two years, it's like been like, oh, the Warriors looking at this. Like, especially when they had D'Angelo Russell, when they were like, okay, we want to save this asset and, and, and just figure it out later. We understand like Williams isn't the greatest thing, but like ever since then, they're like, Okay, I mean, and they have a lot of draft capital, too. I think they have Minnesota's first-round pick this year in, in that D'Angelo Russell trade. So that means, I believe, in Minnesota's stints, they're going to be a top-three pick. I, I don't know what, what the protection is on that draft pick, but it seems like the Warriors have an opportunity to get another top-three pick add to this roster in a pretty good draft. So, like, add this like team, and then you're like, oh, cool, we have Kate Cunningham, too. Or, like, cool, mm-hmm. we got, like, Jalen Green. Know what I mean? Like... I think this team has, or it's like, you know what? Cool. That's like Bradley Beal's unhappy. Let's give, let's trade our Nets three first round picks. And like, you know what I mean? They'll figure something out. I just don't think the Warriors are done just yet. I think they got one or two more playoff runs. I don't know if they win a title again. I, I, I see them in the finals one more time in the Steph era. Steph is just too good. Yeah. He, He's I'm, really, really and good. And this year he's played great. Um, it's, and, and, and I get people are like, why can't Steph carry his team to the playoffs? Just like, I just think there's a lot. I don't think the roster is necessarily that good without play. And they have a lot of talented players, but it's kind of a weird mismatch that they have going on this year. Kind of another similar question, looking forward in the NBA. I'm going to do an over-under 
Over under three more finals appearances for LeBron James. Oh, under. He's out. Uh, he's out uh, this year, next year. Mm. That's two. I got a feeling they're not going to make it to the finals this year, so I'm throwing under. Okay. And, and, and I say that just based on the fact where I don't think Anthony did like. Having like 10 games before the season, like this kind of happened to the Clippers last year. It's like they never played it. They still never played together like Paul, Kawhi and all them. They still never get as many reps as they need. But like, I just don't understand why people are just like, okay, I know they haven't like all these guys haven't played together in like two months, but like throw the balls out. They'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. In some sets, they will. They'll probably get to the Western Conference Finals. But when you like see a team like the Suns, who have been clicking all year, and they got guys like M- Mikel Bridges, who I actually think you could throw on LeBron. And I'm not going to say sh- no one's shutting down LeBron. He's undartable. But, like, actually, like, doing stuff on defense, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's an actual legit defender. You got a guy like Devin Booker who can hit some shots. Chris Paul is Chris Paul. He's the point guy. Like, he just knows what to do, and I understand he's never been to the finals. I, I like if I was a betting man, which I am, <laughs> I, which I am, um, I would throw, I would throw, but I'm not like telling you to go out there, like bet the house, but like throw a small wager on the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship. I'm just saying that because I think they could get out of the West. Well, I mean, that's definitely not something on my radar. So no. if you pull that one off, would you, well, I, the thing about it is like, I just, the West is so tough, and if they drop, like, just let me look at the NBA standings. Oh, my computer died. But look at the NBA standings. <laughs> if they fall out, like, there's a possibility they could get the sixth seed. Like, they could fall, they could drop that far. You know what I mean? And, and that completely takes the, like, breathing room out. It's like, okay, first round, cool. Now we're playing Utah in Utah when the possibility mm-hmm. that there could be, like, 50% to pass. You know what I mean? Like, right. this year, I think... I think the assumption is that at some point there will be a fan presence at the games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. To expect the Lakers to just go on the road for all these games, like for four rounds, I think it's crazy. No, that's true. Um, and, you know, that's something that's probably different for a LeBron-based team too throughout his career. But I, I want to shift gears and look over at the Eastern Conference too. Is I mean, is anybody going to come out of there other than the Nets? Uh, I think I'm interested to see what the Bucks do in the playoffs. They're one of those teams that's like, they're having a really nice year. Giannis is having a monster year like he always does, but it's 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 at the point now, especially after what happened in the bubble, where it's like, what are you going to do in the playoffs? Nobody cares what they do in the regular season. And the addition of Drew Holiday has been really interesting for them because I think defensively it just makes them nasty. Mm-hmm. Like there, There's times where they can hold teams to like, for like, Three or four minutes sports where like they haven't hit a field goal, like this. Day. But um, I don't know if they have enough scoring. Giannis doesn't want to go to the free throw line, which is like weird. He does. He gets a lot of free throw attempts, but like he his percentages that are going down from the free throw line than there were the last two years. So I I think the Bucks could present a challenge to the Nets. Um, I think sit when the Sixers are healthy, that's the only competition I think the Nets have. Yeah, I was gonna say the Sixers maybe. Because um, Joel Embiid's uh, he's been a beast. Yeah. No, he's just someone the Nets can't guard. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible matchup. That is for a them. bad matchup for the Nets for sure. And Tobias Harris has sneaky been awesome this year for the Sixers. When they, I think when Embiid was out for, 
I think about 10 games. They went like nine and 10, something like that. When he was out for that, like for, for that month stretch, like they, it's not just the Embiid show. He's been an MVP candidate, mm-hmm. but Tobias is good. Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. He's probably the best, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league and just best overall defenders in the league. And in the, uh, when they push, he's just, a, he's almost, he's at LeBron traits. Like that's the whole thing that you've heard with Simmons. He's, Got LeBron's body, except he doesn't have the jump shot. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have that offensive game, and that's not really ever. I never really see that coming out of his game. But still, he's a really productive player. And but the Nets are so good offensively. And, and it, the one argument I would have, if you're trying to be like, okay, what one way could I talk myself out of the Nets? Kevin Durant not being healthy. He's another guy like AD, where it's like, yeah. okay. We're just, this is precautionary. Um, We're going to be safe. We're like, he'll be fine. Guess what? He hasn't played in like a month and a half, two months. You know what I mean? Like that, that that's just something you don't like. Well, he did just come back, right? I think he did. Yeah. But still, you know what I'm saying though? Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. You don't, I think what, I think they got like, what, 20 games left, which is, I think there's enough time to gel and stuff like that. And he played quite a few games with Harden and Kyrie otherwise, but like, all, with all the talent that Nets have, there's still a lot of question marks. Like Kyrie's gonna be Kyrie. Like there'll be minutes where he can't be on the floor defensively, and, and there's minutes where he's also the best offensive player like in the league. Well, it's funny you're kind of making a case against the Nets right now. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna make that case, you're gonna be like, okay, Kyrie's awful defensively. Maybe he's some sort of like rift within the team because Kyrie's just a different cat. He just mm-hmm. he's into his own thing. And then you're like, okay, and Harden just kind of, and Harden's been awesome. Harden's a legit MVP candidate, which is insane to say right. based on the fact that he basically didn't try in Houston, was out of shape <laughs> yeah. the first 10 games of the year. <laughs> Something, was it 10? Maybe more than that, but he's, I mean, you, when you have two top 10 players on your team, like Harden and uh, Kevin Durant, maybe two top 10 players last decade, it's hard to pick against them. It just really is. But if you're going to look at it, it's like, okay, Katie can't stay healthy. There are big situation stints. Like, say what you want about Blake Griffin. Like, I don't really see him being able to play meaningful minutes down the stretch in playoff games. I really don't. I think Blake ha- is unselfish enough to take himself out of situations. And I really do think he's a good passer. But defensively slash offensively, I don't see a way where he's – like in their closing five, you know what I mean? Like the last five minutes of the game, since that's what really matters when you look at NBA teams during the regular season. Right. Who's playing in the last five minutes in tight games? I just, I, I, if the only case I'd make is that the Sixers beat the Nets because I just think the Sixers are a horrific matchup for the Nets. Um, looking at NBA Rookie of the Year candidates. Okay, I like this. Not we went for buy or sell just the NBA. It's yeah, good. I like to talk NBA. No, we should. I mean, it's because uh, it, it, this is like the season where I kind of get redialed in the NBA. It is. It definitely is. Because I'll, I'll the first like ten games of the NBA season, I'll watch, and it kind of hurts because the Bally, midseason lull. There's well, the midseason no, lull. Well, for Bally sure. Sports Detroit is not on YouTube TV, so I can't watch mm. the Pistons in a very efficient and easy way. Even though I f- just figured something out on that the fo- it, anyone who has. Fox Sports, like, or had Fox Sports Detroit and now Bally Sports Detroit. If you're looking to watch the game online, use the Fox Sports Go app. It still works for Bally Sports. But 
other than that, that that was a little weird side tangent. Um, <laughs> I usually watch like the first like I'm pretty dialed in at the beginning of the NBA season, and then March Madness comes. It's like February. I'm like, okay, now I get dialed into college mm-hmm. basketball a little bit more, not just Michigan State. Do some national stuff. This is kind of where I kind of dig my feet in. So I I like that we're talking NBA right now. So rookie of the year odds right now. Yeah, I don't have the odds pulled up. I can see if I can find those, but I mean the top candidates: uh, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman. Emmanuel Quigley, um, is there anybody else that comes to mind for you? Um, well, Lamelo is going to win the award, and he's injured, and I think he's going to have forty-eight games under his belt, which will be an interesting test study for like the voters and the media to make and see if they want to give him the MVP award. Um, I. I think Edwards is going to end up winning it just the fact he's going to play the whole season and he's going to put up all these empty numbers. Do I think yeah. he's the best rookie? I don't think so. I think it's like Edwards or Halliburton, I think, are the only two guys who could win it. I, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I love Tyrese Halliburton. I haven't watched Tyrese Halliburton that much. The only time I watched Tyrese Halliburton is when he kind of distorts the Pistons a little bit. Um, but I think Halliburton is like consensusly is like the best rookie. But Anthony Edwards, especially with LaMelo out, I think Anthony Edwards is just going to put up the numbers and he'll eventually overtake Halliburton for the rookie of the year. One thing I want to say, Killian Hayes is bad for the Pistons. Killian Hayes is not the offensive, this is another side tangent, not the offensive player I think a lot of Detroit Pistons fans expected to see. Defensively, he's really good. So I, I, whoever the Pistons, if they're able to get in the top three, I wouldn't be afraid of getting another guard on the offensive side of the ball because I think you got a really good guard defender in Killian Hayes, and he's a lot more big and physical than I expected when he came from France to the Detroit Pistons. Got anything else, Hank, or do we want to wrap up a show talking Michigan State football? Sure, yeah, we, we can do a little football before we uh, end the show. Have you been seeing all like the sprint pictures? We always talk about Michigan State football social media presence, how funny it is, and all the stuff that they do. I just... I think they were at Spartan Stadium yesterday practicing. They had the lights on and all that stuff. It's exciting. It, it, it like I, I and with all the things going on with coronavirus and the vaccine, and it's kind of, I mean, as cases are surging, so people need to be careful, wear a mask, and all that stuff. But um, we kind of I feel like we see a light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine. So when I see spring football, I'm like, uh oh, fall. Like full stadium, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that—that that is what I envision at that time. And I think football's right now. Like I think baseball has that kind of hope to it, but I think football feels like the first sport where it's gonna be like, "Wow, we're finally sort of back to normal." Do you think? Do you think we'll be back in the stadium? Next I, fall? I have no idea. I, I, oh yeah, I mean, obviously. We're... Yeah, I have no idea. I think it'll probably be. I think it would be seventy-five percent capacity. Yeah, I, I I find it very unlikely that um there isn't some sort of. There'll be some sort measures of measures or restrictions yeah, or whatever. But I'm not a doctor, so I just listen. <laughs> I no seriously, I just listen to people who actually yeah, know what Yeah, don't take about. our advice on this matter. Yes. But um, no, it definitely would be. Man, what a feeling that would be. No, I, it's a but real it feeling. It just has that feeling. It has that feeling. You're like, okay, we're finally get. It seems some, like that way, doesn't it? That we're pro- yeah. probably in some capacity be in the stadium. Yeah. To watch and, a football game again, and I'm I'm excited to watch this Michigan State team. I'm very interested. There's a lot of hope surrounding this season, I think, um, I, I which don't know is about different. Hope. You I, don't think so? I think it's just like you don't know. There's a lot of unknown on this Michigan State team. Does, not, does that make you hopeful a little bit? 
Because before we did know, you know, last season we did know what what well, we were getting year, into. Yeah, last year we're like they're in a stink. They have no expectations. Anything they do, it could exceed them. And they basically did exceed them. Yeah, like beating Michigan basically exceeded their expectations. <laughs> yeah, basically. which is sad to say, but it, I mean that was and kind of a two. What did they play six teams last year? Yeah, I think so. You beat a top ten team in Northwestern, and you beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, but um, why did I? I just said but on my eight times class. It's like okay, what do I say next? But, but <laughs> so I, I mean, the, we talked about the story about Anthony Russo and Payne Thorne quarterback competition. Um, I've always said I thought Russo was the guy. I'm starting to get the vibe that Payne Thorne is getting a real look at by the staff. I always kind of thought they brought in Russo to be like, okay, he's not a start. I don't know. When you have Payne Thorne and Anthony Russo talking to the media, I think that actually means something, especially just like being around. Like, he's like, okay, these two guys are both like neck and neck. They're fighting for the face of this team. Um, I'm interested. I think that that's turned a little bit since spring ball has happened. Um, Kenneth Walker, I think, is a story and a name I think Michigan State fans are going to need to get more familiar with. Yes, he kind of can't like. Michigan State, right after the season ended, the transfer portal goes nuts and whatever. They get the running back from Auburn. They get that Drew Jordan kid from Duke, who I think is going to be really a helpful piece for them on the edge, on the defensive side of the football. But, like, Kenneth Walker kind of was not in that, like, transfer portal rush. So I think his name kind of slipped through the cracks. I think he's going to be really good. And And he was good at Wake Forest. And I also think... This offensive line with a year with Kaplovich and a year with a new weights like training staff, if they're able to run the football next year, I consider the season a success because I can't watch another football season where it's like first and ten, second and ten, like they, right. it's just like second and nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with this addition, I mean this this almost certainly kind of signals the end of the line for Elijah Collins, don't you think? Well, I don't, I don't know about that, but um, I mean, I, I, I think he would have transferred already if he didn't think he had an opportunity to play. You need a bunch of running backs, you do. So Walker's gonna get time, Poyer's gonna get time, Collins will get time, Hayward, who is still there somehow, is gonna get time. I, you're gonna see a mismatch, but I'm just saying, I think Kenneth Walker is gonna be a vital part in this team, and I think not enough people are talking about him. Do you, have, but, do you have any like headlines that have interest you since spring? Because I mean, Michigan State—it's been a quiet spring. There hasn't been a lot of news and kind of media attention to the spring team, other than Mel Tucker having photo shoots in the locker room. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's true. That's, that's I don't know the if that's main... good or bad though. I mean, I think it's good. No, I know. I'm just saying. I mean, for for one thing, when you see the Mel Tucker shoots, I mean, you get fired up. So, um. That's exciting for me as a fan, I guess, at least. Yeah, I don't if, know. if nothing else, if I have nothing else to get excited about, if I have nothing else to get excited about, I mean, I'll take that. I, yeah, really, I guess he has a cool social media. We did go four, five and seven, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I kind of hope that they would have a guy out of the spring, and I know they weren't going to. Like, I, I if you're a Michigan State fan, like, if I'm going into fall camp, I want a starting quarterback. I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with like the first three games where it's like, okay, we're playing Youngstown State. We got to go back and forth series. We got to, oh, we got to watch 
Anthony Russo have to come in relief against Miami just paying Thornstorm to it. Know what I mean? Yeah. But I want a definitive guy. I want them to stick with him. I have confidence with him the whole year. And I just, it's probably not to be the case. Yeah, which is, that's that's probably the most sour tasting note about this upcoming season. Because at the end of last year, Peyton Thorne obviously showed flashes of, you know, potential. Um, so it really, me personally, I was really hoping that that would be the guy they would have going forward. I mean, plenty of continuity then with the with the years that he had left to bring. So it is disappointing that they seem to be, you know, drifting away from that angle. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to mention it. I think it's worth mentioning that Michigan State spring football is happening. Just no one's really talking about it. And I, 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 yeah, I, and that's just kind of how Tucker is. He's kind of got D'Antonio vibes, where it's like we're not going to talk at all. About our program, we're not going to let you in at all. So, I don't know. Michigan State football spring ball. I think it continues for another couple of weeks. I don't know. They didn't announce their spring game. I don't think. No, they haven't announced that yet that I've seen. They're trying to get I've, fans into stands for that. I do know that, which I am very I, interested in going to. I had not heard that actually. So I, I don't know. We'll see when that spring game is. Keep you updated on that. But other than that, I mean, well, I, before we before we sign out the show, I we probably have mentioned this before. But I mean, we've we've talked about the schedule. Um, what Michigan State football? Michigan State football schedule. Yes. Um, did you do you have an over under wins for that? I think it's gonna be like I think they'll set it at like five and a half. I think Vegas will. Mm-hmm. I think they're a six win team next year. I really do. So you're taking that? You're taking that over? Yes. Um, I think they can win seven games. Their schedule sets up actually kind of nice for them. It is kind of nice. So I'm surprised that. I haven't seen that actual line from Vegas, but if it is at five and a half, I'm a little surprised by that, actually. The problem is that this, it was kind of like last year, too, where it's like, uh-oh, if you lose the first, like, if you lose the Rutgers, you, there's a scenario where you could be, like, 0-5. Oh you know what I mean? Like, there's a After scenario, that, there's a yeah. scenario Michigan State loses to Miami and Northwestern first three weeks of the year. Like, they're playing at, at Northwestern first game of the year against a team that just come off winning, I think, 10 games. Like, that's... I bet Michigan State will probably be 10-point 10 do- 10 dodge or, like, a touchdown dodge in that game. And I think a lot of Michigan State fans just are dismissive of the fact to say, oh, it's Northwestern, they'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't know if they'll just figure it out. So I I, I think the schedule favors them, but they're going to have to get a Northwestern or a Miami earlier in the season if they want to, like, have, like, one of those seasons where, like, oh, that was surprising. I didn't think they would win that many games. They did. Good for Mel Tucker. He did a nice job this year. I, I think the only way you kind of do that is if you're able to steal one against Miami or Northwestern. Yeah, definitely need a strong start, and unfortunately, that's why that's that why probably I, means committing to a quarterback too. So that that's why I I don't know which will probably won't happen, but yeah. hey, it is what it is. But hey, great job stepping in, Hank. Just I, I mean I did this last week, by the way, Hank. We probably should have talked about this earlier. Producing slash hosting, not fun. Well, I mean, it's it, fun. It's fun, but, but it's different. No, but the way that the the like glass is, you can't see when you're like trying to do other things, and then you're like, I got to do a commercial break. I got to yeah. the slider. I got to do this. Yeah, I got a little bit of a reach going on, but you know, you I do feel power hungry though when I am talking with the engineer, Mike. Like there, it, it, it is, it is empowering, right? Yeah, I mean, behind the glass, you feel a little bit like uh, yeah, you're in power. You're in power. I, I'm, 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 you know, segregated from you, so okay. I guess that gives me that extra power. Whatever. But yeah, 
beautiful Sunday. Hope everybody enjoys it in the East Lansing area. For Ryan Collins, my co-host Trent Bally, and Henry Menegos, thank you for listening to Green and White Report. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at WDBM Sports. You are listening to Green and White Report. See you next Sunday. have been listening to the green and white report on wdbm for all your sports news and notes go to impact 89fm.org sports